Hi and welcome to the Skate Creative Podcast. My name is Joel Curtis. I'm a musician and skateboarder. This episode is another review episode with Ben Powell and Ryan Gray. Ben Powell used to work for Sidewalk Magazine and is now a teacher. Uh, Ryan Gray used to work at Sidewalk as well is now working for Skateboarders Companion. In this episode we'll be talking about the following videos. The Owl Villagers part from East Anglia. Uh, Fabiana Delfino Santa Cruz part for Santa Cruz. Uh, the Lens video uh, by Tight Booth. Through the Eyes of Ruby by Neil Chester from 1998. Also Risk It by Santa Cruz Speedwheels from 1990. This episode was a lot of fun to record. We had a few beers. Um, I'm probably getting a bit slurry towards the end of it. Uh, so yeah, this is a great episode. Hopefully we're going to do more of these. I'll link all of the videos we talk about, plus other ones that we mentioned in passing, in the show notes. So you can find all the links there. Anyway, if you have been, thanks for listening. and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Good to see you, lads. Indeed, and yeah, you, and you too. I must say that we're back by lack of popular demand. Oh, but, we're back uh, by popular well demand. Everyone's been banging to these episodes, I have to say. Well, no, yeah. I mean, they quite are. a lot of people have said this, please do some more and get more pissed. So. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what I mean? Let's, you know, let's give, the, get pissed. give the people what they want. You've got to yeah, give the fans it. what they want, you know. <laughs> well, I, I went to the gym yesterday, so I, I can have 86 pints now, it's fine. Well, there you go, so, you've earned it. In fact, <laughs> I listened to Alex Irvin's uh, podcast when I was in the gym the other day, which oh, is right, fantastic. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's really good. Cheers. I'm very glad that you managed to get him to do it, because I think myself and maybe you, Ry, both said something on your Instagram, Joel, saying, oh, yes. you should do this, and he... In very typical Alex fashion, he kind of poo-pooed it. I've got nothing to say. It's like, come on, you. Come on, Norbert. You've got loads to say. But yeah, I didn't know about any of that shit that he's working for the NHS and everything. That's really interesting. Well, neither did I as well. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really interesting, that part of it. What order right, do you so, want to do them in? Well, so we can I do... Think, we can I do think... Well. Okay, go on then, Ryan, yeah. I've got my digital notes on the thing. Me too. So, I'm on the computer, Ryan. For once. Well... I love prints, so uh, print, <laughs> no, I put mine on page. Print, print, print's response. not dead. <laughs> Pivot to print. The I think, I think we should work backwards through the annals of time and start in the future mm-hmm. with Lens 3 and then work backwards to 1990 to risk it. Okay, okay. What do you want to do with Lens? Do you want to talk about individual bits or just talk about the whole thing and then throw individual bits? I think we should discuss it. the whole thing and then throw individual bits into it because if we talk about individual bits, we're going to be here for the entire. Well, yeah, I've only watched those individual bits that are on Thrasher, so I don't. I've not seen the whole video. No, like, me, I mean, I haven't either because I don't have a Blu-ray Blu-ray player and it's already sold out, which is a testament to how fucking good it is. It's like it's been out for one day and there are no copies of it left. In fact. I know three people who bought a Blu-ray fucking player just because, so they can watch it. Just to watch that. <laughs> if that's not the strongest review of a skate video ever, I don't know what is. I'm, bu- I'm buying re- old technology just to yeah, watch yeah. it. Yeah, just and then when I've watched it, I'm gonna just fucking throw it in the bin because it's absolutely <laughs> not the not the video, obviously. Um, we're talking about Japanese. Lens, lens. Go on. I was gonna say they're gonna bring Lens Four out on Laserdisc next time just to keep it going. <laughs> Well, not if you have you read his interview on Jenkum Shimpe. Uh, I've not, but I watched the section that came out. On well, the, is, the last question is: is when's Lens Four coming out? And the answer to paraphrase is fuck you. 
because it's nearly killed him. <laughs> I think it's, it's literally. It's, I think it said it's taken nine years to make or something, and like what this yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's gone through fifty cameras. Because the way they film and the way they skate and the just the whole thick like what do you call it the whole fucking milieu or whatever, it's just just smashing cameras because it's filmed super close and he said he's got a fr- in, th- in that interview he talks about he's got a friend who works for Sony, and that they, they they can't believe that this sort of like cultural vanguard enterprise is still using. A camera that might as well be like an oil fueled lamp compared to like the shit that's around now. Yeah. So is it all VX? Is it all VX? It's all VX. And he said, in the interview, they're talking about moving and doing a. The next one's going to be digital. Not digital, fucking whatever. HD. But he he doesn't think that there's a a 4 3 alternative HD thing that's good enough to do it, so he might just not do one for a bit. Basically, all the stuff we're going to talk about is is borne out by what he says. Like, they've, they've racked up 20,000 fucking dollars worth of tickets making it. You'd literally, like, the police are, like, fucking trying to batten them and chasing them around... Like none of you, you've been to Japan, Joel. Have you had this conversation? Before? I've not been no. to Japan. No, yeah, we had it, but yeah, just you cannot skate the shit that they're skating. Like it's, it's like skating Canary Wharf with like an army of security guards that have been put there literally to stop people skating. And somehow, and it's not like they're going out and filming a board slide down a two stair, is it? They're like filming death-defying shit on completely inaccessible skate spots. Also, there is, there is from what I've talked to Foz about, and I remember I talked to him a bit ago about stuff, is like he was skating somewhere with someone and there was something like they were skating down a street and this, this guy was like, oh, I can't go down that street. And he was like, why not? And he said, well, basically, I got, I got busted skating at like a Yakuza fucking place. The White and Hubber, the famous White Hubbers outside a Yakuza-owned restaurant, I believe. Is it? I don't know if it was particularly that, but he just said, I can't go down that street anymore. And he was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, literally, they caught me twice, and then, like, people came around his house and were like, oh you owe goodness. us this amount of money. He's and they bad. were like, well, he's like, I think he had to pay off, like, money. I mean, this is, I'm remembering it, remembering it fucking weird, but that, you know, that level of... Uh, <laughs> you know, extra element of like you know gnarliness is you know mental really. I mean, like yeah, a few tickets here and there, but yeah, fear of getting your fucking legs broken or whatever. Or, you know. What I mean? like, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's bad. It's like it's illegal on every level, isn't it? In Japan, it's like it's outlawed, and the people that you know run the city on various levels who run the and, outlaws and, around, who run the well, outlaws yeah. are. Are like dead well, against it. Can we say what what is lens and can we give a bit of history of the other videos? Because uh, well, for me as well, because I don't really know if it's a company, is it a shop, is it a you know what? So Tight Booth, which is yes. TBPR, is it Tight Booth Productions? So Tight Booth is a clothing brand, and I think a shop before that that sold stuff. But then it's the the, the a shorthand way of explaining it is all them crazy fits that people are wearing in that those videos, the crazy clothes, they're 
tight booths products and tight booths sells out like Supreme does, like mad expensive. Oh, okay, right, oh, okay. You know them massive trousers that they all wear? Were you just yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's going to break their legs? Well, if you've got them trousers on, you could have fucking casts on and nobody even know. But <laughs> th- those massive trousers that they, everyone wears are supposedly inspired by traditional, like, um, bamboo scaffolder trousers. I forget the name of them now, but it's like... It's why it's like that a really link... specific look, kind of. Yeah, so... that link you put up to that to the. Um, oh yeah, you saw uh, it, right? The chat, yes. I'll probably yeah. put that on the on the links on the link oh. list. But yeah, there was some. Uh... Was that James yeah, I mean, Jarvis we... who was commenting that? I, I don't. Yeah, me and James and yeah. like a bunch of. Yeah. It. So the UK skate forum where all the old fat dads that can't kickflip anymore got to talk shit, have like gone in on, the, basically what was the phrase? I'd love to go full tight booth, but I'm too old and I can't get away with wearing their outfits. Anyway, to answer your question, it's a it's a skate crew and a shop and a clothing brand, and the people that run it or are involved in it are the same people that do Lens, because obviously Lens has been around for a long time. Um, and in that interview on Jenkum, Shinpei Ueno, or have you, I think Shinpei Ueno, not entirely sure, I'm sure my wife's going to castigate me for my pronunciation, but the... The the videos don't make any money, obviously. We all know that videos are a, lo- a money-losing enterprise now. So it's very expensive to make those videos because they, they, they accept in the process of filming it that they're going to get shitloads of tickets and just whatever. But the clothes fund the videos, if you know what I mean. And the, the clothes sell out straight away, Yeah, right? yeah. So it's like well, as they did soon a new drop the, the other day. Up, and I went on, I was like, I'm going to buy a jacket or something just because I'm fucking hyped on it. And it was literally all sold out 10 minutes after it went online. It's nuts. Of course. I mean, if I was, like, 15 or 20 years younger, I'd be all over it if mm. I could get it. But nobody wants to see me dressed in a <laughs> oversized Jackson Pollock-splattered jacket. The, it's fucking amazing, quid. isn't it? Like, the, the fashion... <laughs> like, it's completely... Like, the way the editing is, the intros, the filming, the music, and even down to the shit that they're wearing when they're doing it is so different from everything else that's around kind of oh yeah for sure and it's like they've done it's like they've gone to town on the production of it like it's tight tight booth production but they've not skimped out on the production side of it like the intros the 8-bit intro that's made like you know like the old computer game it's like it's bang on like the music everything everything about it is like absolutely bang on but i think there's a looking at my notes here i've just what did i put down uh so I put the whole video is like looking at skate historical influence without time, mixing of styles, and you can see if that's I suppose what I was thinking is like it is a kind of weird. You kind of like I thought saw this with Chopper and all those guys was like they all just like watched all skate videos as if they were just videos, so they'd watch. Streets on Fire, they'd watch, you know, the new, they'd watch Birdhouse, the end, they'd watch it all, and it was all just. It was all just, yeah, exactly. It was all just a smorgasbord they could just pick out of. And it wasn't to do with, oh, this is what's happening now, which is where where we were, where kind of, you know, Western UK skateboarding, American skateboarding is very linear in that way. And Japanese skateboarding always feels very non-linear. And it's still in this video, it's like there's lots of, you know... But you get the impression that with, with Lens 3, that um, they're not, 
it, they're just street skateboarding, and it doesn't matter what the what the obstacle is. Like if it's a if it's a if it's a like twelve set, that's yeah, fine. Definitely. If it's an outledge over a triple set, that's fine. If it's a statue that's shaped like a driveway, <laughs> that's fine. Or in the like case does, of that new one, if it's a flat bar that's literally in the middle of a duck in pond, a pond, that's, yeah, that's fine that, too. That's fine yeah, as well. It's great, like it doesn't yeah. like it doesn't matter what what the spot is. Like so long as it is in the streets, then it's fair game. And I guess in light of the fact that skating in Japan is like illegal on every level yeah like they're literally just going to skate whatever they can skate at that point and that's what the spot is I mean I think the the sort of response to it like even from like I don't you know I have a lot of American friends and I love America but I think we can all agree that the internet brings out the dumbest motherfuckers in the world <laughs> when it comes to commenting on shit on Instagram particularly on Thrash's oh, yes. channels but yeah all the responses to all these lens videos, even from, like, fucking Jimmy Cow shit from Wyoming, who normally, like, what is song or whatever, in this case, people are, like, universally, like, mind-blown by this video, which is a really... It's really wholesome and nice, but it also speaks to, like, the weird kind of dichotomy in, uh, that exists in Japanese skating, because on the one hand, you've got Olympic gold medalists... <laughs> And then the other hand, you've got Japanese super rat dressed in, like, <laughs> can of paint Dream over gabs. my headfits or whatever, doing, like, nolly backsmith crossfoot rideaways. And somehow yeah. they're like, I think I need to buy that jacket. It's not whack, it's just <laughs> the fucking... I did, I, did, I, did, I did write down, I'm not sure about the Rasputin backsmith, but, you know... <laughs> But that's like what Rice said. Literally don't give a fuck. It's like... Oh, yeah, completely, you know, yeah. It's like, not you, but they don't care yeah, yeah, yeah. about what is and... I mean, there's, there is literally, I think, again, we can all agree, Ryuhei Kitazume, that's the best nollie heel flip in the fucking history of skateboarding. Nobody's going to yeah, do a better no, nollie heel gnarly. flip ever. Yeah, mental. But then mental. at the same time, nobody's ever going to do a fucking... Pirates of the Caribbean backsmith to cross for ride off in a Napoleon jacket <laughs> exactly, yeah. ever again as well. Do you know what I well, mean? a golden egg two is in production. So yeah, so yeah d- hold that never thought. Never say never. <laughs> but I think we might have talked about this before. So you know, like Magenta and Minwi and all this, the current sort of vogue for fast-footed, where the spot is kind of less important than how many things you can do on a non-existent, like nothing spot. That comes from Japan, and that comes from PBR and fucking Far East Skate Network, which preceded this, and, like... Was that the other uh, lens. Morita? Yeah, that's right, uh, yeah, Morita. Yeah. Those yeah. are a lot of the Genta videos, and it... And yeah. Maybe that's because the limitations of the, the sort of spatial politics of cities in Japan means that you, you have to think of a way to skate like a pipe that's coming out the back of Burger King because you can't yeah. skate the... The perfect double set because there's a lot of armed fucking stormtroopers running around outside it. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's like Japan's just this oasis of mentalness. And so, so I haven't spoke to anyone, right, who hasn't watched this. Even people that don't skate, I sent it to like, just watch this. They're like, fuck me, those trousers. Fucking hell, what's that guy with the mohawk doing? Like, it's really difficult to, to watch this and not be impressed, I think. Like, regardless no, of what perspective yeah. Yeah, you're looking yeah, yeah. at it from. Yeah. From a skate geek's perspective, it's like it is, it's like paradigm shifting, I think. This is going to change how a lot of young kids think about skateboarding. You know what I mean? Like, in yeah, the same completely. way that 
I don't know what... Like a, a questionable or something changed the way our generation looked at it. I think this is going to have a... And the, the fact that before you couldn't even fucking watch it. Didn't give a shit. You just didn't put it online. Fuck you. If you don't live in Japan, you can't find it because all the titles are written in Katakana, so you won't be able to find it on YouTube. Buy the DVD if you want, but you won't be able to buy it because you don't understand the website. Get yeah. fucked. Mm. <laughs> You've got to, like, respect <laughs> but that's, that. But that's it. It's just like that's, that, that is, like, purely that, you know... DIY punk aesthetic, just like, hey, we're putting it out. Yeah, it's there, you know, good luck finding it or whatever. And, you know, it's only because of things like Thrasher, which, you know, for. I think Thrasher is kind of like a, a massive cultural thing in skateboarding. And it's got more so as time's gone on because it is the last print mag standing in America, really. Mm. I mean, and. But also the you know, the curation of the content over there has is, is actually really broadened out in the last, even, five, you know, two or three, five years or whatever, you know. But and how I it's... would like to bet both of my cocks on the fact that they, Thrasher, need Lens more than Lens need Thrasher. I'll bet you that Thrasher well, went compl- to Well, completely, yes, Not in a of bad course. way, but what I'm saying no. is, like, that is opening a window on shit that wasn't really ever in Thrasher before. It's, like, similar to when they've had coverage of, like, uh, you know, like, Sour and Gustav Tonneson and that. It's because their magazine is pitched at this, like, super high performance level. It's, like, how do you represent this kind of stuff that is super high performance but doesn't adhere to the same kind of acceptable, standardised view of what's good and what's gnarly or you know what I mean like it, it's a whole different thing isn't it which is not to have a go at Thrash I'm, it's sick that they put it on there but I bet they pursued Lens to get it rather than the other way around oh completely it's kind of telling yeah, yeah, that yeah, they've completely. managed to but, like they're, they've put out how many individual sections from this video now as well it's well, not just the, five, it's not just I the think, like yeah, five or it's six. not just their usual like oh we'll put out a part or and we'll put out they the just put out the video. friends section like, that was just there. Well, that's on Jenkum, isn't it, that one? Yeah, yeah they've put out oh, six it? or seven yeah, individual yeah. parts and then Jenkum have had a part now as well. And it's like, you know, that's quite telling in the fact that they've put out this many individual parts from a production that they've got absolutely nothing to do with. I mean, if you if you wanted to be cynical about it, then it is, you know, it is the just the 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 quest for content really isn't it it's like every day there has to be something and it's like the and ultimately in that in in that space where that you know this this massive vacuum that has to be filled with stuff there are going to be elements of things which are going to bring either the search wider or the search down so what was a standard, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, if you want to, in skateboarding terms, it was the the pinnacle of like, uh, you know, uh, exclusive stuff was probably like 93 or something mm. like that when everyone was like, it's got to be this or it's fucking shit. It's like that thing has got wider, wider, wide, but also maybe, you know, there will be a little dip in... Uh, not necessarily the quality, but just like what people will put on Thrash yeah, and yeah. put on a massive thing. You know, like, I don't know, I can think of any, any other videos that I think, oh, that, you know, f- six years ago, eight years ago, that the, there's no way on Thrash that they put a link no, to that. No, totally, like, I agree, who, yeah. They used who's to this be fucking Yahoo like, fucking yeah. stupid company from down, the, you know, if, in wherever? But now it's like, oh, you know, they'll be putting it up and it's like, it is those things... The both those that double helix of those things coming together, isn't it? Basically, absolutely, and man. So it also the like the rise of like 
skateboarding in general getting uh, better quality is probably not the way to put it but uh the the broadening out of like what's acceptable in skateboarding mm-hmm. and what's what's viewed in skateboarding and the the need for content those two things are coming together basically aren't they so i think we could probably unanimously agree that this is probably the most culturally significant skate video of the last couple of years i don't is that yeah, overstating i'd say it? so yeah definitely just in in terms of everything being no it's not overstating it at all i was just trying to think what the last video is that made this sort of impact that didn't just come out of you know california because mm. it's not like even trying to sell you anything this video is it because you literally no. like you said right you even if you want it. to buy yeah. the fucking balloon trousers you can't I'd, yeah. I'd, say, I'd, I'd throw my hand in the ring of saying the Atlantic Drift stuff has been pretty important for like yeah, a world, yeah, true. in a Europe, actually, European aspect, actually. In but, a yeah. similar way, aside from the fact that it did eventually turn into a product and then it didn't, but who knows, but that's another issue. That equally wasn't selling you a product, was it? It was presenting you with like a an interesting new perspective on skate culture and it's like, do whatever you want with it. But you, I guarantee you... There's going to be people dressed in, like, fucked-up fits with, like, you know, Mohicans and shit. It's going to happen. You're going to see it down Aldi. There's going to be, like, Lens 3 clones round the back of fucking Sainsbury's, which is well, that was sick. Well, that was one of... That, that was... That's sick. Also, I, well, it was one of my notes. Is like, how close are we to fancy dress in skateboarding becoming the norm? Well, that was one I'd of the ra- notes that I had. If it's fucking... If it's a choice between... I don't know, fucking... What was his name? Uh, Red Trow, Black Trow, 360 Flip, 50-50. Garrett Hill. Garrett Hill, yeah. If it's a yeah. choice between Garrett Hill's schizophrenic tight jeans or dressing like a fucking Edo era scaffolder with a Supreme jacket, I know which one I'm going, and it ain't well, fucking it, Garrett but, Hill. But on the on the on the on the on the on the legs like that, one guy does have that but with a, like a like a pair of braces on as well. It's like a <laughs> it's like a bib, isn't it? And then like it's it. I think they're fucking North Face trousers, actually. Those that I saw on the thing. Oh, like, that's the, yeah. the young kid, isn't it? Katona. Yeah. The the mm. the one who's like because he appeared on Instagram when he was like nine or ten or something. He talks. Shinpei talks about him in that um, interview actually, and he says that we, not now because I think he's fifteen or sixteen now. But when they used to go out filming with him first, they had to have like a written document from his parents so that when they got busted which was inevitably going to happen because they get busted every time they got skating they didn't get accused of kidnapping this kid like, <laughs> they not as, as ridiculous him, yeah. as that as that sounds they had to go look we haven't kidnapped him we're just filming him doing kickflips um... <laughs> so that's the guy that racks his nuts on the on his on the rail at the start of his yeah, 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 yeah. The kid. and yeah. he said oh my chinko which obviously can just be <laughs> yeah. japanese is cock it's just like really yeah. made me piss made my daughter put, piss I... herself uh, I put down irresponsible parents or friends. <laughs> for no, a, that one. Apparently, his parents are like fucking super down for like oh, him fair re- enough. Okay. wrecking his knackers yeah. for a 50 year old <laughs> camera. But again, so look at him, right? So he's the same age as Mamiji and what's her name who front crooks Hollywood 16. They're all oh, from yeah, Japan. Okay, yeah. They're all yeah. like pinnacle level skills, but like the. The huge, like, not that one's better than the other, but they're just a massive spectrum of what skateboarding super high performance means in in Japanese skate culture. It's so fucking exciting and refreshing, man. It's so good. Mm. 
Is there anything else for any specific sections? I mean, we talk about. Is there any specific section that wants to wants to talk about? Uh, did you what, have you watched the, the the Peter Pan section that came out on Jenkin yesterday? I did watch it. I didn't take notes for it though. But yeah, it's got Semi on it. The guy who did the lip slide. Semi, kick yeah. He's only got one trick, but it's absolutely. He's got two fucked. tricks. Has he? Two, two right? tricks, and they're both mad. One of them's that it's like the lip side to five or pop to fake in grind on the two ledges mm. next to each other, and then the next one is lip slide pop to no slide pop over mm. on like a ledge onto like the um, the like arc the ledge bump thing. Yeah, over. yeah, yeah. Mental. But the thing that that's another thing actually. It's probably bears saying like there are any like standard architecture in japan's completely different from what we perceive you know what i mean like their ledges look weird the floor's made out of tiles it's all it just looks you know that with that spot that used to be in videos where it's got that weird like up ledge it's like a tile up ledge. yeah, yeah, yeah. smolik did switch tail slide 360 flip out on it and when you film on it it looks like you're going backwards because the way the tiles a tessellate on yeah. the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's the like benches at Cardiff Bay. Yeah, like when you, that. You know exactly the, like the benches down spot. Cardiff yeah, yeah. Bay where, where any time you'd see a line on one of Diker's videos, the floor would just be going in a completely different direction and <laughs> it'd, throw you, yeah. it'd throw you completely. Because you, you could watch these lens parts and be like, fuck, look how good these spots are, and then go on a trip to Japan and not get to scare any of them because you just get instantly get kicked out of them all. Which makes well, you it... need nine years, don't you? Well, it's yeah, literally you need to... nine years to make the best video that... <laughs> and what have I written? I, t- I did but like I get... the... Um, is it... Yeah, the Kitazumi dude, the Nolly Ilford guy, has got Japanese hip-hop, which I've not heard much of. The guy's called Five Lack. I don't know if it's, you say it's Slack or Five Lack. And he's in the intro, you know, the the six-bit thing where he comes on at the end and says, yo, you can do it, and then he does the nolly double eel flip over the rail. Ah, uh, right, it's okay, like, yeah. That fucking level of attention to detail, man, is is gnarly. Is he the same dude who does the backside flip down the stairs over the chain, or is that a different dude? Nah, the the, heel, the nolly heel flip dude's Ryuhei, isn't it? He's the one that's got... Like, he does all the, like, slides to, like, manual tricks that should be stinking on paper but are actually fucking mental. Mm. He does that nose yeah. bump to back lick, doesn't he, on the... There's, like, a block with a step behind it. And then, which is the guy who does the back nose blunt on the, the stoop thing and then turns it round to fakey nose ground? I've forgotten which that dude is. It's not Ayahiro. Yeah. Maybe it's it real. No, I was just going to... Yeah. Rio's the Mohawk dude. Yeah, the dude who's got like a receding hairline. Receding Mohawk. Mohawk. Fucking strong That's work. Powerful guys. combination, that. <laughs> but no, right, like Rahi, um, Rai Uhe, we're probably going to have to edit some of these out, Joel. I'm just going to say. Kitazumi san, so because then sorry. it's easy to say. Just say Kitazumi because you'll say that right. <laughs> He, well, like we can all be the, forgiven the this. Uh, Jap- Japanese is, is not the easiest language to even pronounce, let alone... Uh, no, no. He, so, yeah. he does the, the, the fake Emmanuel 540 flip mm. out, right? And it should be it should be terrible, but it's fucking incredible. And uh, the front tail heel flip to switch manual as well, where it's like all of these things on paper are just a little bit questionable, but when you see the way that he does them, like... It's like his feet are powered by trigonometry. Mental. <laughs> he does that line with the switch front side five or switch front side flip out, like Jesus Fernandez level shit. But then yeah. did you see he had a part on free as well that Anthony Carabao yeah. filmed, which is like, in, it's like half in Barca, I think, and half in 
maybe Japan or maybe just like the Far East generally, but. It, it's the town me. that he grew up in, right? That's right, the, yeah. Like, it's the other half of place, it's the town it? that he grew yeah, up yeah. in. Yeah. Because they had the plaza that's just been like skate stopped and skate stopped and skate stopped and liberated and skate stopped over and over again. Because yeah. he does, doesn't he do a, he does a backsmith, doesn't he, at that triangle park where he's from Osaka, I think, where Chopper and all that skate and Dal and all that. You know that spot with the, like, the little. You know the one I mean, like right fucking ride off back lips and shit. It's like a little amphitheatre, and he yeah, always yeah. out on backsmiths. The Summit that, Park, isn't it? I can't remember. That, yeah. No, yeah. Circle Park, I think, or Triangle yes. Park. Yeah. Triangle Park, I think. Yeah, that's right. But he's gonna. That dude's gonna be fucking massively famous now because, like, all eyes. I mean, all eyes are on Japan anyway because there's fifteen year old girls front crooking Hollywood sixteen first try. But there's also dudes that make you want to wear a do-rag, even if you're a fat 50-year-old white dude. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like they've fucking got the whole thing covered, basically. Yeah. Like, he's moving back to Europe, though, right? That's what he... At the end of his free interview, he said that he's, like, moving to Europe to, to skate Europe for a while. So it's going to be interesting to see to see what happens. I can't wait till he comes there. down carpet world, man. I want to see some fucking... <laughs> some Manny bangers. <laughs> <laughs> Some NBDs down in curbs. Get him to t- uh, Coaster Rye, fucking B&M car park. Oh, my God. We'll get him down the weight row, slightly What's down it? the mani pads. <laughs> well, I've got... Section I've got I, section I really like was Rio Morishige. 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 Yeah. That's the Mohawk dude. That's the Mohawk dude. Yeah, we can, yeah. but he kind of, like, switches, like, styles in between the... Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, the film is over a long time, so... It's been yeah. filmed over nine years. Yeah, a lot so. of a lot of different styles in the for the same dude, but he does like a, a line with a fifty fifty, and then like ollies to back tail on another bench. On, and you have to question that whether was or not is really it, good. the first time you watch it, you're like, is that fifty fifty, or was that just ollie up back tail, or what? Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, yeah. I think fifty. But that's yeah. that, that that's the magic of the filming as well. It's like the, the filming in it, it. You have to watch everything twice to understand exactly what's going on. Like it's so exciting to watch. Right, the first like dude, the, the, the guy whose part came out first, uh, Uratsuka-san, I'm not going to try and pronounce his first name because I'll get it wrong. He's the one who does that rainbow fucking 50-50. And it's like, how is that oh, even possible? Yeah, 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 Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And then he literally board slides a handrail, which is like fucking shoulder high. And the landing is into the pigs. And then if you land it, into the M1. <laughs> so, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> But this is what I was saying earlier about the fact that anything that's on the street is fair game for them. It's kind of like you can skate a shin-high curved rainbow flat bar and then two minutes later you're literally board sliding a handrail into a motorway. It's yeah, like, it's... that's it. If it's on the streets and it's in Tokyo, it's getting skated. <laughs> I've written down about him, that Ayahiro Ratsuka's like, let's get straight into the fits. He's got orange hair and he looks like... A golf pro who's accidentally become a triple XL gangster. <laughs> it's like, why the fuck does that book come from, man? Jesus. But that's the thing. It's, it's him like... that does the nose bump to back lip. Sorry, I, I, yeah. I've got that wrong. Sorry, go on, Joe. I remember, but, it, but I think, uh, I can't remember what, it, what, what context it was in, but it was. Um... Do you know what? I think it was Michael Palin's Around the World in 80 Days. He was in Japan Sheffield. and he said. Exactly, chef in context, and he said the Japanese are cultural magpies. Mm. And I think that's really interesting. Like all those things all get picked out, and like those different bits get re, but the reinterpretation of Western culture, like picking bits and and doing doing other bits. But yeah, just the just the outfits and the the different stuff, you know. 
Do you think it would be put... as impactful if they were wearing, in inverted commas, normal skate gear? I don't think it would. I think the Maybe fits not. are as Maybe important not. as the trick. Like, the tricks are obviously... Yeah. Even if they were wearing, like, fucking Slazenger cat suits, they'd still be mental, but the fact yeah. that, they, that they look, like, sartorially so unique just makes... It's just... I was like, it's made skateboarding exciting again instead of just making it look really fucking dangerous, which is what skate videos have been like for a while for me as, like, a lazy, fat, old guy. It just looks like, oh, God, you're going to just fucking hurt yourself, whereas... This looks like you're going to hurt yourself, but it doesn't matter because your trousers are that big, you'll just float to the ground anyway. And, like, even if you do hurt yourself, you look sick, so it's fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's kind of but like it's, it's, made, it, it's made skateboarding exciting again without it being life-threatening because I know that they are, they are skating, like, you know, they will skate double sets and they are skating, like, big handrails and stuff like that, but the way that it's presented and the uniqueness of the spots and the, unique, the uniqueness of their approach to it has meant that it's exciting, but just because you don't actually know what's going to come next. No, no, you're right, man. There's a bit, there's an edit, actually, where he does that backsmith at Circle Park or Triangle Park, and it cuts for, like, a blipvert. There's a fucking drone shot of the park from, like, 200 foot in the air, and you might not even, like, consciously know that it's... But it's like, that's, like I said, the level of fucking... Like what you're saying, Ryan, like, everything is considered... No, there's nothing in there where they just saw that'll do. Just put it and in. The, like, do you know the, what I mean? Like the filming adds to the whole thing as well because it's like there's no like you know the the current the current zeitgeist with filming. It's kind of like stand there, stand in your spot, film long lens, and like that's it. Whereas with this, it's kind of like the only stuff that's filmed long lens. It's there out of necessity to show mm. like the scale of a spot, or if oh, it's something to show that, that there's like six hundred security guards like in the runout or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but because a lot of it's fisheye, there's like so much movement in there, and it's kind of like it kind of feels like you're on a fairground ride after time because it's just the fisheye so in the middle of the action, and then like you just don't know what's going. You don't know what's coming next. It's like you're in some Tokyo themed amusement park, but from the perspective of I did the put, I did put nice. like I felt like like the there's there, there was a kind of from my point of view watching this there was a bit of a Ty Ty Evans level of music edits on this part as well. So a bit of like a bit more of that kind of choppy, a bit more kind yeah, of like yeah, influence or something like feedback or something like that as well. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like a bit more like. But uh, let's not compare this genius to the. The tarnished <laughs> reputation of Ty Evans, who has made well, some no. of the greatest videos ever, but has also made some of the worst videos ever. Soz. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's interesting. It's like I don't know. I sp but coming back to the clothes thing, it's like I wonder like how much of an influence like what people wear skateboarding has an influence over skateboarding. Not well, just in, it like does. if you dress of, up gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Like whether you're doing it consciously or not, you will skate a certain way. You will push a certain way. I've landed tricks before where I've, I've got the outfit on to land the trick. Like, it just sounds fucking stupid, but it's true. Like, I've got me fucking kickflip back tail jeans on. Bosh, there you go. Never managed to put any jeans on that made me want to do handrails. That's the problem, do you know what I mean? Well, but, do you know what I mean? But then, like, you know, if you look at, like, a, you, you're kind of like Ali Bulala, Jim Greco, the early days of the piss drunks, they're all wearing skin-tight trousers, and that influenced how they, you know, did all that shit as well. Yeah, so no, I, like, I think you're right, Joel. It's like, a massive, aside, massive part. A, I mean, we all know that. Like, if you've got the fucking fit on 
and you're like, you, you know you look good and it's like flowing in the wind and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fucking retarded, but you're going to do... You will, you'll perform. But you're not going to go out and win the World Cup dressed in a fucking... Like an apron, are you? Do you know what I mean? You need to have, like, your sick fucking football shit on or whatever. So with that in mind, I'm getting on Depop as soon as this has ended <laughs> and I'm getting all the tight booth gear that I can find. Do it, man. And then the next time you see me, I'm going to be floating down Toaster High Street. You're going to be doing, like, six foot high nolly heels down the fucking Aldi 3, no probs. You're going to have a, a fire fade bucket hat down to your rest of your gear and that's it. That's yeah, I'm going to have that Jackson Pollock-inspired jacket that I was on about earlier, 400 quid. Gone. <laughs> I tell you what, though, as a fat guy, at least they know how to cater to the double XL market, man. There's all that shit. I mean, they're tiny, obviously, so it looks massive. But I could, I could John Candy the shit out of that tight boot job. No probs. <laughs> I know what you're getting for Christmas, Benny. Thanks. <laughs> so, anything else to say about any of those things? Any more to add to Just that? Just if you've one? not watched it, you really are missing out on something exceptional. It's like it is the most important thing that's happened in skating for. I mean, that's Japan's influence, full stop. But this video in particular. Fucking salute everyone involved in it. It is next level. Yeah, definitely. I echo that sentiment entirely. Yeah, completely. But I, 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 could, I could never pull off some Teddy Ruxpin trousers like that, personally, <laughs> but there we go. I've worn some big cakes, man. I've fucking run some... I mean, I, I wear trousers at school to work, and the kids are like, who the fuck are you, MC Hammer? Like, listen, mate... <laughs> It's going to come back round. Like, you think you look sick in your hood-rich bullshit, but take it from me, I look, I look sicker, even if it's just in my own head. Well, t- talking about square meterage of denim, we can maybe move on to the owl video, which was uh, oh, yes. Next, yes. maybe next up. Yeah, you pick, who picked this, you or Joel Rye? Who I, picked owl? It was Rye picked, picked this, it. yeah. Go on, why did yeah, you I pick it? Yeah, I picked this one. I picked it because I was chatting to Al Hodgson, who's the the guy behind the whole project the other day, and I forgot that they had actually been to Peterborough in episode two of their Villagers series. So no, like I was chatting to Al the other day, and then I, re- I realised that I'd, I'd forgot that they'd been to Peterborough on the second instalment of the Villagers series, so I re-watched it, and then when I was watching it, I thought of you two, and I thought that it'd be a good video to to watch and have a chat about for a numerous re- for for numerous reasons so like so orwellian world landscape that i think that's al's um pseudonym basically no because it's his, not a brand his, is it it's like a crew or a they, like, like a... they do make products and i think the products have probably help fund the productions a little bit so like um they made like an enamel cup that went with this. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so they make cool little things that probably help fund the the trips, but it's not it's not a brand as such, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not a board company. I met him like when that. I was chatting shit at that. Um, where was that contest? Hastings. Hastings. He's yeah. really nice, Alan. He? He's got like he's like a cross between Gustav Tonneson, Jesus, and like <laughs> maybe like an <laughs> ar- an artisan baker or something. He's got the top knot on that. He's, He's oh, yeah, well yeah, right. He's a proper nice dude, man. <laughs> but 
but this is like the the villager series it was it's been three parts so far i don't know if there's going to be any more but the first one was um west and i think they 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 went really they went as far west and south as they could possibly go and then the second one was east so they went to the most easterly tip of the country which is what this one entails mm. yeah i put down the first bit in my note it says you're like this Fuck me, Griff kept his clothes on. <laughs> James, I don't know, do you know James, do you know who Griff is, Joel? I don't know. He's a photographer called James Griffiths, who, aside from being like a, a very good skateboarder and a lovely person and a good photographer, is famous for getting naked. He's like the, oh, sort of, the new iteration of Pritchard, kind of, and he's in there <laughs> quite enough. a lot. <laughs> okay. But... But at no point do you see his penis, which it's always oh, right, a bonus, okay. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think so it's always a challenge for some times. people, isn't it, if they're that way inclined? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I mean, do what, do what you want, but I'm going to be averting my eyes. Do you know what I mean? But, I mean, more power to them, you know. It's like they've, this whole project seems to have just been road trips for, for the sake of road trips and getting out of your local environment and just going and exploring somewhere that you may have never been with your mates that have probably never been there. And, like, you get to see these areas through a completely different lens. Because there's, a, so there's like, some you know, famous East Anglian spots and there's, like, Crown there is, Pools is in there. What yeah. else? What that pool spot looks sick. That was amazing, yeah. Which one? The, the the is it a, like a pond kind of thing? Is that the kind of the one I was looking thinking of? Or there's a few no, different Crown ones. You might be thinking the of the Frank used to skate. The like, Frank used to skate. Oh, okay, the 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 yeah, yeah. It's like a swimming pool in Ipswich. So it was I'm nice just to see my, that I'm, again. Yeah, I'm looking and at my notes, first... just saying what, what I can't. <laughs> you can't remember what you've written down. I thought put pond spot spot pond spot looks sick. I don't know which one that was, but it was just like a transition like thing. But there's the there's the um, this like the first line is Dougie George and it's like um, you know it's like it's it's like the bank and over a bench and then it does something on flat and then there's another bank at the end that you can is do that manage that weird chewy pebble dash thing. That's the old chewy yeah. spot. Yeah, oh, like okay. Chewy had yeah. stuff there on one of one of Greg King's videos. So as soon as that came up, I was just like, holy fuck! I've not seen that spot for about twelve mm. years or something. Well, it's like you said thing. in your little intro, right? They've gone. They haven't just gone to like the big box, such as they exist East Anglian spots. They've gone skating some fucking rotten shit, like but like interesting shit, but like rotten fucking grim yeah, shit. I've, I've got seaside seaside crust is another note I've got. Yeah, mm, like all of the stuff where they're skating, like the World War Two defences. Yeah, that's a thumbnail, isn't it? There's someone doing a trick into that down bank thing, which I presume that, is a, like some that's gun a thing. Mood, mood. Yeah, Moodersley gun emplacement, apparently. That's what that's called. But yeah, there's that, and then where they're skating the turret, and it's just like, the, you know, they're doing the Manny tricks, and it's like mm-hmm. out of the inclined Manny pad into the incline. It's like, the fact that you're just going to that spot and just sessioning that for ages is fucking incredible. And then they, they do the trick perfectly, and then they just ride off into a lot of brambles at the end, <laughs> isn't it? There's, like, there's no way of like landing it. It's just, yeah, it's sick. I tell you what I like, talking about awful or awful good spots there's they all skate this like weird sort of obelisk thing which just looks like it's in the center of a council estate you know the bit oh I mean, yeah it's, it's like out of a roundabout with like uh like a growth out of the top yeah of yeah it. and it's like that's it's the one that Al, Al's, doing the, yeah, Al's, Al's doing the switch it, body. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah 
Sweet, it's probably That's almost just like in the some houses, just like just yeah. that yeah. outside. <laughs> well, if there's a couple of like <laughs> spots in the middle of a council estate because that, that transition bank that Ford and all the baggage lot skate and get Leicester skates in it a load as well, isn't it? Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, like yeah. that's in a council estate, right? And it it's not like a council it. estate, but it's like it's just a built up area on the outskirts of Peterborough town mm. centre. Where Gadgie DFE yeah. does the switch back nose blunt switch on it. Switch back nose blunt on it, yeah. Which is fucking insane. Yeah, as well. that was and they skate yeah, really The good. other spot in Peterborough where it's like the big flat bank that mm. then goes into a transition. I don't, I've, I've, I've struggled to know how to describe that. I've put weird roundabout obstacle with inverted double bank. I don't even know what you call it, really. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's like, like a goes flat in bank that goes out, into a it? transition. Yeah, the easiest way to tackle it is to just ignore the transition. Completely, so fly out and then ride into it. But people do some mad shit on it. Like DFE, does he fly out to like, like fucking Mayday or some shit into it? Like, it could, I don't like, know. Like maybe flies does out like to New no- Steel as well. Yeah, maybe, but then or, back yeah. in, but yeah, Vlad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vlad, uh, who lives in Norwich, he does like out to Norspick and then in. That's the one I'm on about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, like oh, Vlad. I'd love to skate that, and then I'd get there and go, oh, I'd love to just drive hundred miles away from I this thought that, and I've been there. Have you I've been, been there? there four times, and I've I've never once done anything apart from <laughs> kick turn on the bank because it's enough. fucking horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how the hell? Like because Brendan obviously lives in Peterborough, Brendan Watson, and he like he came there when we I was there a couple of years ago on a trip with Reese. And he came and met us and did out, like ollie out to Front Smith, and then went into Fakey, but like mm. rid, through the transition and back into. Oh, the like rolled into the wibbly wibbly bit. Yeah, which is fucking mental. Yeah, but he is mental, isn't he? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan's trucks are like held on by like willpower. They're that loose. That they, you know what I mean? He makes day one look like fucking Rodney. His trucks are that loose. <laughs> and they like uh, on the on the owl trip. They all stay at Brendan's house as well because there's that there's the bit where the, all their tents are lined up in the garden. Oh, is that his garden? Then, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that's his garden. And then uh, Harrison, Harrison sat, sat on the toilet. And he was <laughs> fucking camping. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> I like. It. I met him actually at, ha- at Hastings as well. He likes oh, fucking he's fucking brilliant. He'd be good at tight book. Wouldn't he? He'd be straight in with a tight book uh, trousers crew. I'm saying tight book. Yeah. Ironically, I know it's tight boob. <laughs> he likes a bit of denim. I tell you what I've written yeah, down about this, love. right? There's loads of fucking OG Ipswich spots in it, which made me think that anyone who listens to this who's interested in, like, being a geek should go and watch Tough Guys, which is the OG Ipswich video that, like, announced Frank Stevens and Shannon mm. and all them dudes, which it's is on Vimeo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh, sick. Mm. Well, uh, send me a link and I'll put, I'll put it in the description, yeah. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. I'll send you it, yeah. Because... Adam Monden, obviously, you, you both know well, is from, not from that area, but he's from East Anglia, and he filmed a lot of mad shit and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it just made... It reminded me of that, because it's the same spots. You're, like, hard-to-skate, grim fucking... Like, well, like you said, Rye, really, like, going out of your way to go and skate stuff that's hard to skate just for the joy of doing it and to film nice, interesting stuff, I guess. Yeah, because if you're if you're from Ipswich, you'd probably avoid skating <laughs> crown pools. 
Well, Ipswich. Because if you were in Ipswich, yeah. you'd probably avoid skating Ipswich and just get the train to London instead. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go there from an outsider's perspective, that's probably one of the first spots that you want to go to, because why wouldn't you want to skate that flat bank? Why would you not want to skate the stairs or the rail, you know? It's like... in, a, in a weird way, that's like one of, the, one of the areas of the UK that I know the least, actually, is like that kind of east of that side. I don't know, talk about... There's like, so many good spots Sussex there. and like, stuff like that. Right. And if you think about the people who've come from there, Shannon King, Frank Stevens, Adam Howe, fucking the list goes on, man. Like, so many good skaters come from, came from that. And it's just, it's like the weird sort of bum cheek of Britain, isn't it? It's like, it's not London, it's not the Midlands, it's not the South. It's And then there's a lot of Norwich footage in it as well, actually, isn't there? There's like that bank to wall that Nick Taylor always used to skate in it quite Yeah, there's times. like a couple of bits of Norwich in there, which is good. But then you get... They drop by Cambridge as well because there's the nod to Raymers when DFE does the back nose but on the on the blue bank. And yeah, then yeah. Obviously, like Ben did that in the sidewalk video years ago, and then there's the little uh, Raymers Foundation emblem in the corner. Yeah, screen, that was nice, man. I like well. that. Yeah. Are you are you aware of DFE, Joel Dan Fisher Eustace? No. You should check him out. He's he's fucking good. That dude. I mean, they're all good, but. You know that rail in Brighton that people used to jump over? It's like a green rail with, like, knobs on it, like a victory. You've definitely seen it in, like, Andy Evans' video. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, classic yeah. Brighton. He fucking switch okay, holiday. Yeah. He's, he's fucking oh, really, yeah. really good, that dude. And he's on, he's on Chocolate Direct, isn't he? Him and Dougie George. Yeah, he's they just had that thing, this... didn't they? And then they were... Referring back to my earlier okay, comments, classic, classic <laughs> Instagram comments. Where's What's, Rick who Howard? Is this? Who where is, is Rick? Where is Mike Carroll and Rick Howard? So, well, number one, what, neither of them are on chocolate. Eh? You fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to say about between this, between the owl video and lens like people filming on vx these days it's like the results that people are getting now because obviously not like if you're going to start filming now like 15 years ago you'd have bought a vx as a matter of course because that'd be like that's the only camera i know that people would buy canon or whatever but the majority of people would buy vx's and as a result, you had a lot of, like, pedestrian VX filming, where it was people just filming on it out of pure necessity, whereas now, like, the people that are still filming on VX, like Al and Shinpei and Quentin, it's like, like fuck me, like, we, like, you couldn't make... you. I couldn't film like that, no. you know what I mean? No. It's like... It's, I mean, like, you were me still progressing with that shit for... And I'd have no... I, that, yeah, they've developed a whole new, like, visual language of how to use that mm. camera, haven't they, basically? Yeah, it's like, it's the progression of, like, what you can achieve with that lens and that, that camera. And, it, you know, it's incredible to see. I know that every time a VX edit goes up on Slap and people on Slap are like, oh, I wish they'd just film it on HD because I want to see what's going on. It's like, it's not the point, you know? But that's a bit like, it's not a bit like comes... saying, I wish that painter hadn't painted it, they'd done it on Microsoft Paint. It's like, it's a point to say, But it comes back it? to the thing about the clothes again, is, is like, you know, about the kind of, about the whole, the... Uh, the whole vibe of what you want to do if you're you're a skateboarder you want to look a certain way if you're a filmer you want to film a certain way so then you then you pick out those things and it's like well everybody knows anything creative is never done with just the tools it's never just the tools no of course not the mindset behind it isn't it 
Exactly. And it's like, well, you, you know, if you're inspired by something, it's like the same stuff with music. Like, I, you know, sometimes buy a piece of music equipment and think, oh, yeah, this fucker did this that I'm really into, did this with it. And I get it. I'm just like, I can't fucking use that. I can't yeah. do anything that's good with well, it. Well, some of the most important like, records ever were made by people who literally didn't know how to fucking use an instrument, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? It's exactly. Like the yeah. passion behind it that makes it interesting. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And I do think that there is a different culture now to when we were growing up and when we were doing things, that there is a there is a kind of, uh, I don't know what the best way to put it is, it's like a kind of, it's a it's a, a YouTube generation thing of everything you want to do, if it's like Polaroid photography to bloody making your own fucking dyes for clothes or something, there's going to be like loads of how-to videos for all this shit. But it's like, all of those things, it's like you can be as, you know, as, as jazzy as you want, but there's only going to be certain people who are going to use those things in a certain way, which is going to make it interesting again. And it's the same with the VX stuff. It's like, just because you're filming on VX doesn't make it good. Yeah, you can and... still do it absolutely shit. And I'm not exactly, against, yeah. like, HD. HD looks sick as well, but only, if, only yeah. if you've got, like, a a preconceived, like, aesthetic idea of what you want it to look like. This owl thing, it's got all them, mm. like... I don't know, if is it, like, high 8 or something? Like I think it's high 8, yeah. Well, like he's gone to, like, bother to buy the old camera to do it because... He's invested yeah. in making it look a certain way and make it look interesting and yeah, like. But, well, the, but, the interesting thing is, I didn't even know this was on VX. Let's put it that way. So I saw this video and I watched it and I was like, "Oh, this is a sick video." And I didn't. There's there's nothing in my mind that said, "Oh, this is like filmed on VX because of this, 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 this." I was watching the skateboard and I was watching how it was filmed. It was yeah, filmed because really well. it's it's what do you call it? it's engaging, isn't it? The way it's made, exactly. Like, it yeah. makes you want to watch yeah, it completely. It's like yo, fucking Harrison's got like some fucking big jeans on there and now he's skating a fucking a proper piece of shit spot oh nice one them jeans are looking them jeans are looking big my G it's just good to see like how like the progression of what started out in the 90s and then like in the, like McGee brought to the UK with Waiting for the World but like what like Al and Quentin and like Jude Harrison are doing with the VX now is like so far beyond what people were doing yeah. twenty years ago. Hundred percent agree. And and it, it's so good. Like Jude Harrison, for instance, yeah, I don't know if you'll have seen this job, but you've Jude seen Harrison. it. Yeah, yeah. His his video Constant Seeker that makes Royal Tunbridge Wells look like <laughs> fucking Barcelona. And it, like not and in terms of isn't. not in terms of terrain, but in terms of like yeah. there's probably three or four like conventional spots in the whole town, but the way that it's filmed and the skating that is being done just makes it look like like when I was a kid growing up in Hetmanwike, I always used to think what would a video look like in my town if we could present all these spots in the way that have been presented in videos that we were seeing with, like, a decent level of skating? And this is what Jude has done with Constant Seeker because that could be any town in any part of the country. Like, they've just gone out and skated the town centre and it's like it could be a slight incline and then a curb, but the way that it's filmed and the way that it's edited and the skating, like just everything complements it. Mm -hmm. you know? But that's the thing is like, it, but that links back to the the type booth stuff. Is like you have to use what you have. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like anybody who is, and this comes back to the 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 crux of this podcast, which is the skate creative. And it's like the creative mindset. You, I think you have to have a, even to be a skateboarder is like applying your own knowledge of, uh, not even knowledge, but your own kind of like inspiration for stuff. It's like, 
oh, I want you know, like I want to be fucking Jamie Thomas, so I'm going to go and try and skate a handrail somewhere. <laughs> you know what I, I went I, I love today Tom Knox and, I and like you know, this. I, I didn't get. I, I went to fucking Doncaster to a kids' party today, and it was next to Doncaster Dome where that perfect Donny Dome, that rail there. You've been yeah. there, right? I've been there too. Do you know I've, I've been never been there? I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I went to my first ever gig at Doncaster Is Dome it? as did well. You? What, who did you see? Yeah. I went to watch the Seahorses in 1997 at Doncaster oh, nice. Dome. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I went to, I was going to get a photograph of it because, so my, it was my niece's birthday, right? And the last time I went to my niece's birthday, I found a lot of full pipes and then Reese Long went and shot a photo there, so there's like a tradition now. So we went to a party today, and uh, we were at Doncaster Dome Handrail, and then we found a really good school with loads of banks in, but <laughs> it's, 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 it's meaningless to me, because I'm not going to do anything there, because it's not the mini house, is it? Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know, Jude has obviously got, like, such an intricate knowledge of the VX and the Mark One fisheye, and like you know, he knows his town, and the skaters know that town like nobody else. And the fact that like Jude can present Tunbridge Wells and make it look like an exciting place to go skateboarding <laughs> is just a, it's a testament well, that's, to, that's, to that, that dude's that's ability with a camera. Itself, you know, well, yeah, exactly. So yeah. big, big up Jude Harrison, big up Al Hodgson. Yeah, yeah. Shout out anybody making shit in there, like on fucking god awful obstacles and and. You know, like, do it, just going out and doing it for to the sake of doing it, basically. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which I think is the ethos of the whole villagers thing for Owl, is, like, going on a road trip with your mates for the sake of it to see what you can find, go and skate some places that are off the beaten track and, you know, produce something that's visually incredible as a result. Mm. I'll tell you what, I'm glad... I'm not glad that I'm already this pissed and we're only, like, two vids in... <laughs> it, could, it, could, it, could it go well for risk it well it? it does fucking <laughs> i'm fucking risking it right now let's just keep going <laughs> well there's you know there's the, the i can i can run it past you guys before we put it out so it's, there's no, no there's I, a safety Joel, I don't give right. a shit we're three in now it doesn't matter it's fine yeah. <laughs> so what's up next what do you do, you, do we do, do fabiana yeah um, I wanted to say, after watching this and paying attention to... You know, they did the Santa Cruz documentaries about, like, each of the riders. True Grit. I've not seen any of those. They, I think they yeah. were called True Grit. They were really oh, good. Okay. They did, yeah. they did, they John did a Wayne few reference. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, how mellow she is as a human and when she talks. And when, a, when Pedro talks, her brother... But then, how 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 much of like how man how maniacal they are on fucking skateboards? Mate, that fucking slam! That you know the slam at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, like, when she does the ollie around, hell. ollie over the gap, and then calves around as the tailside transfer. And then, and then like, you yeah. see, she's aiming for the like cement, and then misses the cement and hits the fucking dirt, it's, and then just goes I mean, I, down. Like you said, she she's fucking gnarly, man. Some of the slams on that part are insane. I listened to a um, Bunt interview yesterday in like with a view to doing this, and she's like she's really like chill and like yeah, just, mellow, yeah, really like some calm, Floridian like just, yeah. And then on a fucking skateboard, she's an absolute fucking <laughs> lunatic. She's mad, it is good it? this part, man. There's, I tell you what, it made the the main thing I took from this. Well, the two main things, other than the fact that it's really good, 
is that there's like a selection of some of the best bank spots I've ever seen in this part. There's so many amazing bank spots. She does like a bunch. Of, there's obviously there's like lots, some really good tricks in it, but there's a no comply, like switch crook, on a bank. Yeah. Did you peep that? It's like, like the transfer I, one. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think if I'd seen anyone do I that think trick that's before, in, but like I've I've seen a couple of people do it on on ramp, but it's usually mm. when they overshoot like a no comply tail slide and just end up on the truck by accident. Yeah, but it was like really intentional, wasn't it? It was really good. Yeah, it was like, I mean, like, that's her thing, isn't it? She does a lot of those like over to crook grinds, over Mm. to switch crook grinds. Well, she does a sick no comply tail slide on the steps at EMB, doesn't she? The the last bit of the original EMB. I was stoked to see that in there, for sure. And then she did, you know, the board slide 270 on the the curb and then into that ridiculous, it looks like it's in Barnsley, Mm. like the (laughs) the bank down the back of that factory. (laughs) Yeah. Just I, I put mad nose really skills as well. There's just some good like. Oh, the fake mm. when she goes up the bank and then there's the fakey pop shove it to nose manual and then onto yeah, the platform. Yeah, yeah, on that weird the spot. That in fact, there's yeah. a lot of shove it variations in this, and the the one eighty shove it is a it's a much sort of malign trick because it's not considered to be hard enough to put in a video part, is it? But there's two pop shove it tail grabs. There's that trick you just mentioned. There's like a bunch of mad shove it variations in it. Yeah, really good. I mean, you know, I I put a really good, but you know, I I don't know. I it's it's a it's a funny one with with with, with women skateboarding because some, sometimes you kind of want to see like not necessarily like mad progression every time or whatever, but there's I don't know like the perception of like skateboarding for for women in that way. I, I don't know if there needs to be like, oh, this is the, you know, up in the ante. It's like mm. the, 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 the certain things need to be broken every time. And it's like, I don't well, think they know, do, though, but, do they? It's just like, it's a collection well, of the good thing is, footage. Exactly. But the thing is, it's like that the men's skateboarding is not seen in that way. We can all yeah. just like watch it at this, the, the other video and just be like, oh, well, oh, that didn't like push the barriers of this and that, maybe. That's what, that's what I was trying to yeah, trying no, to say. Yeah, I got you. I got like, you, definitely. So, 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 you know, if you even if you see like a, a women's skateboarding section, which is, uh, you know, not like massively up in the ante of the last section or women's skateboarding in general, it's like, oh, it doesn't have to be these leaps and bounds. It can be like, you know, it can be about the flow. It can be mm. about the spots. It can well, be it about the style. Well, it speaks to what you said before about the 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 insatiable thirst for content. Like every part yes. that comes out now. Yes. It can't be Pat Duffy's questionable part because the exactly, amount of yeah. shit that's getting generated. Mm. I did think but then that um, you, you do just want to you want to see personality. You know what I yeah, mean? You want to yeah, see you want to see you yeah. want to see someone's personality in there. You want to see them um, like representing them, the, themselves at the best that they can. And I think that in this section, like she definitely does that. Because fuck me, the slams that she's taken, it's like the one at she's the Miami working bank, for this. Where she you know like, I mean? tries to ollie the curb and like hangs up and just yeah. fucking supermans over the entire <laughs> bank. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, I'll tell down. you what, as well, she does the switch board slide down the hubber at the end, pop yeah, out forwards. Yeah. I, you know I'm like, feeling that. That's a fucking yeah, good yeah, trick. That that That's a fucking good trick. But it's like, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, like Fabian's been pro for quite a while now a little while and you're on santa cruz as well and it's like well you want to have this thing as 
you want to think about your anything is when I thought about my time as a skateboarder, it's like you know you want to think about a kind of longevity thing as well. It's like well, how do you want to have your things and. Maybe you want to have one section be focused on this side of your skate and another mm. section on this side. I mean, this is so clearly kind of, like a, yeah. a collection of... Because it's like Barcelona one minute, then it's Malmo, then it's San Francisco, then it's Miami. It's like... It's a collection of footage, isn't it? She talks on, on that bunt thing, actually, about how she got on Santa Cruz. Like, she she made a sponsor me tape and put it on a DVD and sent it to Baker because she was hyped on Baker because Alyssa was riding for Baker at the time. But then she ended up getting on Santa Cruz because they DM'd her on Instagram, which is such, like, a, a telling thing about... But she also tells this really good story about how it is to, like, be a, a female skateboarder, like, skating, like, at a high level in the streets where, like, random people, generally men, feel like they're sort of allowed to come up and give an opinion about it. So it's like... The, you, you should listen to the bunting if it's really funny, but... She was trying something in, in New York and, like, eating shit. And some guy came over and was like, hey, girl, you need to calm down. Are you going to hurt yourself? And then she was like, fuck off. <laughs> fucking hell. This dude's <laughs> yeah, sister came back to, like, try and fight her because she told her to, uh, this guy to fuck. It's just funny, man. Oh, Jesus. She's, like, like, a pretty fucking gnarly person, to be fair. But then, like, we were saying at the beginning, like, really nice, but also can probably kick you to death if ne- if necessary. Do you know but what I mean? But it's pretty mad because, like, her, her brother's the same. Pedro, right? Like, like when you when you listen to him speak and the way that he presents himself, he's, like, super mellow, laid back. And then when he skates, he's a fucking maniac. She's a fucking maniac. But, like, like personality-wise, they both seem like the most mellowest people. But then... <laughs> but I do think that's the thing about, you know, just, like, being... Um, uh, well, I can... Obviously, I have no personal experience of this, but I can imagine being a woman out in those situations because we've all seen, you know, all those videos of on YouTube of like women walking down the street and all those like people just being like, oh, just feeling free to comment on what they're doing, basically just walking down the street or whatever. It's like if you're doing something like skateboarding, which is not necessarily abrasive or confrontational, you're but it is, to yourself by it is by, something by with, doing that it, you're you doing, know? which is like, you know, yeah, exactly. And I mean, just the you know, uh, the well, just the how society is and how women how women must find that an extra an extra the wrinkle next, in yeah. that thing that we all feel as skateboarders is like get yeah. fucked. Basically. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing this. it's like because you're you're out in a public space doing something. Yeah. that you know, it creates noise. You draw attention to yourself anyway, and it's like if you're a group of lads, it draws you drawing attention to yourselves. If you're females doing it, you're you're drawing attention to yourselves as well, and it's like that's just another another barrier that like a female skateboarder like has. In yeah, addition completely. To the usual it's like you know, I, I think that's the thing that's like a, a an interesting thing on that. Uh, yeah, let's start with you. A bit of a note that I need to say here. I put the branded yeah. monster bandana is a new twist on the old contractually obliged headwear theme. She looks like Joan Baez, who's been locked in the gym in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are all things that we that we, that we never had to face in, no, our, exactly. in our time. The only fucking like, 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 energy yeah. drink that was around in our peak era was like super tea or, I don't know, kestrel <laughs> fucking super strength. Is that performance enhancing or not? Who knows? Maybe not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if, if the performance you're going to do is get run over and just stand up and walk off, then probably it is. But if it's doing, I don't know. But yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought it was sick. I'll tell you what else I liked as well. 
it's a Santa Cruz video, and at the beginning, the like opening card or whatever you call it, like the credits thing when it starts, is the burning Santa Cruz thing from like Streets on Fire and Wheels of Fire. It was nice to see that back. I like, like the you you know like raiding their heritage or whatever. Yeah, fucking shout out Fabiana Delfino. She's well good. And in a rare rare twist for a Thrasher video as well, it actually had footage before the Thrasher card, which was mm, uh, Henry Gartland. You know, it had Henry Gartland on the bike. Who oh, was that's who the it lad was. Who rode, yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why they were like, like friends, weren't they? Like really close friends, I think. Yeah, and that's why I guess why it had the purple, uh, mm, like you know, film yeah, burn across sense. the screen or whatever, because you know the, he's a, like purple's been adopted as his colour since his death, hasn't it? Mm. She also, I like the flat last trick where she's throwing up into the bush. Before she does that, just, you know that? They just drops yeah, that off was the good. roof yeah. into yeah. that. It's like, no, no, man. Like, <laughs> like, clearly a fan of Baker. It's like full old school, like, Dustin Dolan shit. Like, <laughs> puke up and then do something gnarly straight after. <laughs> I think we've, 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 we've just leaped back from, uh, from 2023. Oh, yeah, we're going backwards, aren't we? Yeah, so... So we've landed it through the eyes of Ruby, and I want to say before we go any further that this was not Joel's choice this was my choice uh, for a video to chat about and it was com- it, 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 it was made completely independently of Joel's involvement <laughs> I'm washing my hands of this completely yeah. I'd also like to say it gives us a chance to make Joel feel really uncomfortable on his own podcast <laughs> <laughs> um so the reason that I wanted to talk about it was because um, that it was... I'm pretty sure it was the first UK video that I ever saw was through the eyes of Ruby. Really? Wow, OK. Yeah. What was the situation for that? Well, like, I started skating properly in the summer of 98, and I'm pretty sure the first video that I saw was uh, the Pig Wheels video, All Systems Go. Which you'll probably Unlucky. both, my, you'll both look back on fondly. <laughs> <laughs> but then I remember, I, like I didn't, I, like I saw that video, and then I possibly saw um, like another one or two videos. But then in, in the winter of '98, I remember specifically like going to my friend Chris Bartle's house, and he had, he'd been to Sheffield and got through the eyes of Ruby from Sumo, and we sat and we watched Mouse, we watched Mouse first. And then after that, it was like, oh, I've got this new video from Sheffield, and he put that on. Probably should have done that the other way around, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we sat and watched that, and that was like the first time that like I saw not not only saw like what 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 the UK looked like on a video, but like the the North as well. And Sheffield was forty five minutes down the M one from us, so like it kind of felt relatable in a way. Um, but yeah, that was like my, my introduction to like UK skateboarding on video was Joel's uh, Joel's section in Through the Eyes of Ruby. So it's a little self indulgent, but I thought I'm in the correct company to to bring this one up. I mean, this this whole enterprise is nothing if not self indulgent, is it? Really, it's it's free. <laughs> yeah, it's free fucking idiots getting pissed and talking about skateboarding. That they, they, they can no longer do on a level that they once did it at. 
Do you know what I mean? That's self-indulgence in itself. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm you, a right? I mean, you are Team GB, obviously, Paris 2024. We're waiting I'm on that coming. section, you know what I mean? I'm sure you've got all the footage in the can, but yeah, we're yeah, waiting on it. You can fit, fit my section on the postage stamp, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was really happy that you that you picked this for a lot, a lot of reasons, but mainly because, I mean, we were joking around at the beginning about McGee and whatnot, but I feel like Neil Chester, who we're going to probably refer to as Ches throughout this, doesn't really get the kind of back rubs that he deserves for his contribution to British skateboard culture because mainly because he's like he's quite a modest guy and he, he wouldn't chase after it and and whatnot. But it's often it's, I mean similar to, I guess to like how Adam Monden probably didn't get the props that he deserved, but maybe he has kind of finally now because he's spoken in public about it. But I feel like everyone always says, you know, like Waiting for the World was the video that made that gave like a professional veneer to British skateboard videos. But I feel like Ches kind of was doing that as well two years before, but perhaps because of the way he is, Neil, he didn't want to shout about it. He just made a sick video and sold it. And you, when you know, you both know what he's like. Well, that's it. I just made a video, didn't I? It's, you know, whatever. You know, that's exactly what he's like, isn't it? But, but it, he des- I quite... think he deserves the props, really. It does. It does deserve, and Seb does as well for the fact yeah, that this was for like backing um, That this this was this was a, a sumo skate shop video, and like with the with the possible exception of like Bristol Zoo by Fifty Fifty, was this this was like the second properly released shop video, Ben. Well, at least for that period, yeah. For yeah. That period in terms of like a professionalized yeah, I think there was Bristol shop Zoo video with the team. Because Bristol Zoo came out in '97, and then the next one after Bristol Zoo was this, and those were the first two shop videos that I think you could probably buy in shops that weren't just the shop well, that it was made for. Yeah, I suppose because at earlier iterations like Evans videos or Manzuri videos or whatever weren't associated oh, of course, with the shop. Yeah. I guess, but I mean, regardless of the timeline, they are, they're they're definitely. I mean, this one. Is is very very much justifiably could be de- designated as one of the first professional UK shop videos. I think you could probably you could go with one that of the for first. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a forerunner of it for sure. Um, and something that I remembered the other day was that you got a postcard with Sidewalk Thirty Two with the cover on it, and that's what before I saw the video that caught my interest because the cover was shot at Brit- in Bridlington on the ledges on Bridlington Seafront and I remember seeing it and it was like a blurry blurry photo and I still you still don't know who was skating in it but Ches is following oh, shot the fish it? Did Ches shoot that, do we think? No, Ches is in it filming. But no. It's, so ah. that was Ben Weaver. Oh, who, who went was, on to Design uh, Free. Is that the same Ben Weaver? It was Design Free, but yeah, the same one. He also does uh oh fuck. Um a music magazine now as well he's the art designer of that as well but he shot that photo i think as far as my memory goes it's a long time ago but yeah i think he shot that video and he's not really a photographer and well not not already a photographer but he was just doing stuff to experiment and just shot that photo which was just an amazing thing yeah but um and we mentioned the box of um portraits earlier this was another like a really beautifully branded boxed item wasn't it 
was a box lantern with a, a physical sticker that was put on there and the kind of the the it was cut it, out yeah the, it was kind of cut out uh, there, there was like a it, the, the video box had a kind of like a bit where you'd kind of put your finger in to pull it out basically and the sticker went over that bit but you could actually you could you could if you wanted to you could cut it off and it would stick to the video tape itself and you could pull it out but if you wanted to but yeah but yeah that was shot in Bridlington I remember getting that getting that postcard or sticker or whatever it was with Sidewalk 32 which had Scott on the cover you know the silver yeah, cover yeah, where they're yeah, doing yeah. the 360 yeah, yeah, yeah. flip down the stairs oh the 360 pole. flip at the, yeah, yeah the round stairs and I remember getting that and being like whoa it's Bridlington what the hell because we used to I used to go we used to go on family holiday to Bridlington every year in the summer Bridlington was a, a weird spot because that was a place we used to go to sometimes and there was a guy who was from there who was like I can't remember his name now. He was a massive Tom Penny fan. Sounds about right. Late 90s as well. God, what was his name? And he literally had... He had, like, the Pete Beanie and all that kind of stuff. And he had, like... I think he literally used to buy, like, five Tom Penny boards at a time. I can't remember this guy's name, but he was, like, a, a Bridlington local. And everybody <laughs> used to know him there. And he used to have, like, quite a dope style. He was a good skater, I think. But definitely, I can't remember the guy's name. I think fuck. you might be thinking of a guy who had a sequence in the mag doing a 50-50 on a flat bar down some stairs in Bridlington. I think you were there the day it was shot, Joel. Maybe. And I think... I, can't remember. I don't want to say this... For sure, but I think he might have passed away not that long ago. Oh, really? Because I'm pretty okay. sure his sister contacted somebody to get a scan of that sequence. Yes, because I like we. This was when I was living in Wakefield. I remember there was something on the forum about it, and then I. It was like a sequence or something, but it was yeah, like, maybe right, like yeah. five five frames spread out over the page, or some something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's the guy that you're referring to. For the life of me, I can't remember his name, but... He was a I really can't remember nice his dude. name either. He was a good dude, though, yeah. Mm. And we talk to him every time we go there, yeah. I've been to I've been filming and shooting... Well, not shooting photos, I didn't shoot photos, but I've been to Billington with you, for sure, Joel, back I've, in the day. I've, we've been several times since as well, Ben. First of all, we've been for the Bridlington Skate Park opening... Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> which is for another Less podcast completely. And then me, me, you, and Harry went when we were filming the sidewalk video. And I remember we tried to film something at the ledges where I, I think it was the same issue as uh, Scott had the tr- the three sixty flip down the stairs in Hull on the cover with the through the eyes of Ruby postcard. There's a picture of Rob Selly doing the front crook on the ledges oh, I've above got the, the I've South got the story Pier. For this. And the fucking, the caption was like, Selly fucks up some other council's marble. And then that ended up yeah. on the front cover of like the Bridlington Echo, yep. right? And we they were like contacting the mag for like a Limitless statement. phone call from <laughs> uh, Bridlington Council asking why a national children's magazine had encouraged people to go to Bridlington and in inverted commas, fuck up another council's marble. And because I was always... <laughs> I would be in the office late because I'd get up late and stay in the office late writing because it's hard to write when people are running around and dressing dogs up as fucking Timothy Claypool or whatever. I used to pretend to be the cleaner in the office every time they phoned up and be like, I know, it's terrible. I can't believe they've said that about your beautiful marble. I'll make sure I, I'll make sure I pass it on to these awful skateboard knobheads in the morning. But that went on. It went on for like six months, that Zelly caption 
Like, caused yeah. loads of problems. I was chatting to Neil McDonald about it the other week because he's got the scan of the, the headline and everything from the paper. <laughs> let's, let's face it, let's face it, there's not a lot to do in Bridlington, so you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, I think it's quite good for taking heroin. If, I think it's quite good for taking heroin if you want to do that. But, like, linking in with Bridlington, you've got Scott Palmer's last line with the I tried to be dope, infamous, like, one-liner. Like that—that that was Scott's first proper section, right? Yeah, kind of. Outside in, t- in, of the terms, in terms, yeah, in yeah. terms of in terms of like national coverage, that was his first section because that was my introduction to Scott. And then a little while after, I remember seeing anthems, and he had a bit in the the montage with Dan and Darren Mottlesett and everybody. And it was like, oh, okay, that's that dude. And then remember when Mission Impossible Hull came out? Yeah. Raging Hull, Mission Impossible yeah. Hull. So when when Mission Impossible Hull came out, Hull Street a, Blues was the other yeah, one. Yeah, Hull Street Blues was a banger. They were there, the in the video review. It said at the end of that, like, oh, if you want a copy of it, just send a VHS to Mark Banks, and it had Mark Banks's address. <laughs> oh. So I, oh, Banks, 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 Banks is a legend. I saw him not that long ago. Really? Fucking, yeah, he's doing well. He's a good dude. Is Banksy? Oh, he's it's fucking solid bloke. If Banksy. you need a Amazing. good deal on a Van or like an expensive car, Mark Banks is your guy. <laughs> is it? Okay, yeah. right, all right. So been been like fourteen. I remember getting a video and sending it to Mark Banks, and then getting Mission Impossible back in the post like a week later. How sick is that? So you need sort. to explain that, right, in more detail, because younger people listening. So okay, you didn't so buy when, a video. No. So when Mission Impossible got reviewed in Sidewalk, at the end of the review, it stated, "If you want a copy of this video, you can't buy this." You have to send a VHS, and it can be anything, you know what I mean? It can be, like, PG Tips commercials or, like, fucking Coronation Street. Send it to Mark Banks, and Mark Banks will dub you the video onto the video that you send him, and then he'll post it back to you for free. So that is... shit was organic, right? But now... Oh, yeah. If you came up, if you came up with that idea in some, like, fucking big office in London, everyone would be like, oh my God, this is fucking organic guerrilla market. But they would. <laughs> this is like, that's, that's what fucking skateboarding was. But now that's like a, everyone's going to fucking jack themselves off of coming up with some new marketing idea. That is a yeah. beautiful example of what, how innocent but, skateboarding used to be. So, yeah, so I, I did just that because I was like 14 years old or something and I was just like, fuck, get a skate video. All I have to do is send a VHS to this dude in Hull and I'll get this video. So I did it. A week later, got it back, and then, like, Scott had like a fucking ten minute section in it. And having watched, having watched like through the eyes of Ruby, and like his part's barely two minutes in that, right? Like it's really short. And then he had like he had like a couple, like a minute or so of footage in in anthems. And then all of a sudden, he's got like a ten minute part. And then a little while later, when you get hold of like Raging Hull and Hull Street Blues, and each of his sections on them are like. Ten minutes a piece as well. Yeah, he's been like, good this... for so long, man. Well, to take it back to this video, dudes. there's a lot of footage of Wakefield Rehab Skate Park in this. And I guess did you go there, right, or were you too young? Um, I was too young. I went to the Harbury one. Okay, so you'll remember Joel that Scott Palmer was <laughs> always there all the time. And it, we I used to call him many, in Wakefield. Many an hour at Rehab Skate Park, yes. But yes, like, I've seen Scott We used to call him there, yeah. Gnarly Scott Palmer. We didn't even like... Yeah. Because it was like, who the fuck is this guy? 
Go Wasn't he the Wakefield six, Ripper as well? The Wakefield Ripper was not even yes. from Wakefield. Yeah, in yeah. Um, what do you call it? In Wide Ad World. Guy? Yeah, Wide Ad World, Jamie Turnbull. Yeah, Jamie video. Turnbull. But he used to skate so fast and like was so good. So and and Eggy, who's got a really sick switch tail slide in Scott's part in this. David Eggleton as well. Represent yeah. the first I've ever saw yeah. doing like Amazing. switch three sixty yeah. flips. Like, who the fuck is this mm. guy? Like, where's he come from? And then they'd be like, Oh, Beverly. Not like New York <laughs> or like Los Angeles or whatever. He's, like, he's from all. He's really good at switch. It's like, all right. The funniest thing is it's like they always be like date like Scott Palmer and, and Dave and it would always be like Scott would be like oh go on Dave and just like he'd be skating like go on Dave like, just do some fucking like Gino level shit no but like, it was like up. yeah well, yeah man. Scott was like not old but he was like mid 20s by the time he like accepted sponsorship right like when he got on Sumo and Blueprint and everything he was like 25 when he had like a proper yeah. job and he was oh, already yeah. like yeah. A, yeah. a normal guy, basically. And like, like to them, lot sponsorship was almost just like, a, like a well, job. Well, Scott's, Scott's you, an incredible person. Like I've never, I've never asked Scott about it, but I remember Scott. I remember it being said that like the whole crew were almost anti sponsorship to a point where like when he finally like accepted sponsorship and like riding for a company, it was almost like. He'd, he'd, he'd not not done it as a joke, but it was kind of like it acts. No, 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 no. He was on a somewhat similar level to Sylvester that they were doing shit that was like mind blowingly amazing, but they were doing it just to do it. They didn't expect anything or want anything or chase anything or care about it. They're just that's what they were doing, you know. But I think that's the thing. It's like Scott is like. One of those people is just like, you know, a blue, you know, well, for want of a better word, blue collar guy or a working class guy, you know what I mean? And it's like he he trained as a, a carpenter and like he was a, a carpenter for the for whole council, basically. So he'd go around and like men council houses, do that stuff. And like, you know, I mean, to the point of like, he was in a place that was really not very nice mm. and like he cut he cut himself on the thing and it was like he had to get an HIV test and things like yeah. that because it was so, where he was was so gnarly and there was like these bits and you know all the things that you know like hard like I'm worried about working at the shop or whatever it's like yeah, yeah. no no it's fucking not working you know what I mean it's like Scott Palm was a working man. You know so if I mean? you think like, about that, like his video parts yeah. were filmed on weekends in between like rehanging Completely. doors for exactly. smackheads, yes. basically. Like, exactly, yeah. Well, I've got from Saturday till half, halfway through Sunday to film my part, Dan. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But if you look at it, but like this was it, like through the eyes of Ruby was 98 and then Lost and Found was 2005 and then after 2005 it was just like, I'm done. See you later. And even though like he could have easily have like had another five, ten years out of out of that, he was like, nah, like I've got kids. My kids want to go and play football on a Saturday. My weekends can't be spent skateboarding anymore. Mm. Like he's yeah. definitely not Tim O'Connor, as he. He's not Milkman. Dick. He's just like, <laughs> I'm but chilling. Then, like, I'll go do something like, when, else. It's fine. Like there was yeah. a period of time over like two thousand and like eighteen, two thousand and seventeen, where we'd be going back to Hull, and he'd still be skating. Like he'd be at Rock City. 
and it was oh yeah completely yeah yeah and he'd still be scared. but the thing is that I've seen on Ben's Instagram but... like uh, you know he's been C. Scott and he's been in Hollow or been wherever he's still fucking ripping you know it's well, like he's just as good as he always people. was yeah exactly yeah and it's not a question of like you know and that's the interesting thing where kind of like you know skateboarding especially in Britain is like has all those kind of like not class hang-ups or whatever and it's like you know if he was like if he was maybe like upper class kind of like had loads of money then maybe his skate career would still be it'd going it'd still be pro now wouldn't it I'd still exactly, buy a Scott yeah. Palmer board do you know what I mean <laughs> exactly <laughs> well I would but, you know cause... if there was a fucking Scott Palmer board in the shop now and it was just yeah. a, the graphic was him hanging a door I'd fucking buy that <laughs> Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but because he, he's like you know it, it would be like oh well you know that's what I did and it was a time and you know and it's like that thing of just that that kind of like you know that well that real world kind of like common sense well I've got to do that now so I'll just go well, and do I mean, that it's, it's encapsulated like, in that the, you know, the kids I tried to be or, dope you know. comment isn't it exactly well, who Scott yes. is is in that in that comment like if you if you really like deconstruct what he's saying in that, I tried to be dope. It's like a complete awareness of like the conceit at the heart of professional skateboarding. It's like <laughs> yeah, this literally. is this is what you're supposed to do. I know better. I've tried to do it. I've landed on my ass. I'm going to admit that I've tried to be Joey Sorrell when I'm actually Scott Palmer. Do you know what I mean? But in doing so. I'm actually really fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. You're more it's dope like, because you admit how ridiculous it, you know? it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, but just like just like Joey Surreal, but he's like Joey Surreal knows exactly who he is, but also Scott Palmer knows exactly who he is as well, and it's like you know, I, <laughs> an observation like, of all those things. Okay, yeah. we need to talk about some other shit. John Winter was so fucking sick. I'd forgotten that he'd switched front side flipped and 360 flipped the big steps at the Crucible, which oh, okay, yeah, doing yeah. that in 1998 is fucking gnarly, yes. isn't it? And Particularly yeah, yeah. the switch front side yeah. flip. That pile of leaves, did he have to put it back after each attempt at that line? Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> he, he definitely did. Don't even question it. So, are you... I, like you know John a little bit, right? Isn't he big in e-commerce? Because he's got a skate park in his back garden, hasn't he? I've not spoken to John for a long time, and John is like. You've seen him on Instagram, though, right? He's got a skate park. I've not, he? no, no. You I should don't check know. it out, man. Does he's he? got, a, he's got okay. a fucking concrete skate park, which is like a ledge and a hip and a bank. Where is it? He's living there. Somewhere in America, I don't know exactly yeah, where. He but... moved to America and he did some stuff in a cut. He did some stuff with like, like him and Swede were like buddies, and they were like both, like. Quite computery when it wasn't when it wasn't the norm to be computery, and yeah, I think they had they had they had a head start on a lot of people in that kind of in that zone. But I've not spoken to John or heard from him for a long well, time. Well, if, so. if he listens to this, which he probably won't, because he's too busy fucking skating his personal skate park and driving his fucking Bentley around or whatever. But <laughs> Mike, he had a fuck. He was dope, man. His like backside flips were sick, like. Yeah, I'd forgotten how good that part was until I rewatched it a few times this time. He's like really, really good. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, he was always like his sense of humor was always so fucking like, 
He was always quite yeah, he, weird and quite dry. He was like, quite snide and, in a know. good way. He was snide. A bit snide and a bit like, yeah. oh, all right, you know what I mean? It's a bit kind of, his sense of humour is always a bit League of Gentlemen, kind of like <laughs> edging on kind of like some kind of weird. He must have Royston been the first dude to do a of, yeah. flip trick down the Arts Tower stairs because he kick flips him in this, he doesn't he? kick flips it in this, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And in this, I backside flipped him in something. I can't remember what it but was. But after this, right? Because you yeah. don't do it in this. In fact, let me yes, you feel uncomfortable, this. Joel, and talk about your footage. Yes. Come on. Okay, <laughs> so. so. Joel. Right. Have you got notes? Fucking hell. What was, yeah, I've got fucking so, loads of notes. What, what, what was your tra- trajectory in terms of board sponsorship? Because you're on, you're on zero, like, notably towards the end of it. But at some points, you've got panic. T-shirts on and like you, you had the sumo and so, skating okay, panic well, balls. Were you getting was, panic stuff at one point? I'm sure you. Oh yeah, no, must I, was have been. The, I was full in the team then. Yeah, but um, so basically, I <laughs> I got on sumo was the first sponsor I had basically, and uh, Nick Zorlak would give uh, Seb at sumo. He'd give him cheap boards, cheap consolidated boards. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. He'd basically give them to Seb at like a cheap price for, to give to me, basically. Um, and then I got on... Shit, what was it after that? I think it was Panic after that. There's a, there's a trick was, on a red flat bar where Pritchard and everyone sat in the background. He got a Panic t-shirt on. Is it in Glasgow? So that's in, Gla- that? that's yeah, in yeah. Glasgow. That, of course that I know. The first... Why do I fucking know that? <laughs> Because <laughs> you were skating in the UK and the extensive well, yeah. times. Do you know what I mean? So that was like that was a really long, a really long flat bar that was at the uh, transport museum, oh God, right? The, no, it's not the transport museum. It's the art gallery there in the Kelvin Grove, basically. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's a load of blazers and waxed it up, basically. And <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was that. That was that first grind bit there. Yeah. Um, I did make a note of this. I need to say this. This is not being lame, but. How did the fifty-fifty to nose grind get past the Chez fucking the Chez filter? Because fifty-fifty on a flat bar and then going into nose grind is come on, we all know it's not acceptable. I'm not having a go at you. I'm more having a go at Chez really because Chez was like rules. Do you know what? He never he never questioned it. That was a a sequence in sidewalk as well. So I I I don't think I have the the authority at that point to question anything. Maybe not. (laughs) <laughs> that was just kind of like, you know, it just, just I, don't, I mean, it looks quite good. Though. The fish eye one looks well, good. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Well, that was a big well, spot, know, wasn't it? Here's a question it was, for you, yeah. Joel. At yeah, the start of your last line, when it's like film long lens, when you come off the wall and then go around and grind yes. down the stairs, what the fuck is yes. Chess filming? Whose car is that that is like focusing on at the start? <laughs> you know, it's like, I've got no it's idea. It's someone's car and then it pans around. It's like, where's Joel? And then you appear. <laughs> I was like, is that like Ransford? I was like, is it Rob Ransford or? (laughs) I don't even know. That spot was the spot which I used to go and skate by myself. And basically that spot used to be like that wall where they do the the like 180 mile off. There was like thin walls and I had a sequence of sidewalk doing it all off over a block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you were? You came up with Wig? Was it No, it was Andy maybe. Andy Andy was there. But yeah. Um, it's when you had the like brown hammer beanie on that you used to wear whenever you yes. were going to do something yeah, yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like that was a spot I used to go and skate literally by myself, like every every. See, Joel, this is why you were good at skateboarding yeah. and me and Rye weren't because you do stuff like that. I was 
I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get a curb a, on my that... own, but I'm not jumping <laughs> off a fucking wall on my own. <laughs> That was like or a, with a, anybody a, else, even if you two came with me, we'd be <laughs> jumping off a wall. If Ty Evans was there, I'm not jumping off a fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, I think it was an inland revenue building at the bottom of like Eccleston Road. Ah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The sa- it's the same spot, basically, that there's... there's where the, the rail, rails, where the gravel run-out was, right? It's the same Two one, rails that I, sk- that I skate in the... Um, Woody had a cover, uh, didn't he? Backside 5 in Octagon section, there. yes. Right, right, right. Backside right. 50, and I think, yeah. There you go. Um, but um, the same spot, there was like one spot that had like those two rails and that wall. In the three eyes ruby section, I do like a front side melon, then like kind of slam and form. It looks floor. nasty, that slam. It looks yeah, like... it, was, it, it wasn't too bad, but yeah. Mm. Not too bad. What was it I was going to ask you as well? Uh, which one was it? You back 180, Audion 11 in that, don't you? Your brother was the first yeah. person. With some Seth camo trousers first, right? Was Seth the first person to ollie it? No. I think uh, he's claimed Seth... it, so let's ruin it for your brother. I don't think <laughs> Seth... No, no. He's the, ollied those, him, though, hasn't he? I don't know if he has, oh, actually. This I could be remember. politically fucking treacherous. No, the, the... There's a there's a there's another set of stairs which are up in the centre of town which are uh, mm. uh, like a big uh, the fountain precinct yeah, which yeah, he yeah, yeah. went really early on. Oh, so maybe again about, the ones that John Winter Nollyard yeah. flips those ones with the war memorial. Is oh that no, the same fuck ones? no! They're, they're, they're like fourteen stairs. It's massive. Oh ones. shit! They're different. Okay. Ones. They're like uh, the ones that you're talking about. The, the the ones that are curved round. No, no, no. They're the the ones, ones I'm like, talking yeah. about. The ones at the cinema. That Grove backside nollied. Yeah, no, I know those ones. The ones you're talking about, the John Hard, the John, yeah, the, the, the that, that's Hard the, flip down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Near the, the post ball. box that everyone just tricks over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah, gone yeah. now, aren't they? Those ones. The other ones, yeah. which were, which used to be at the at the Odeon. Yeah, that I did the back one eighty down. I did the front side one eighty down in Baines's video. Uh, driving oh, south. Yeah, you did south. Drive yes. himself. Yeah, yeah. I spent oh, no, many, actually, many hours you know there. Not in driving south. There was in my in the uh, in first broadcast actually. Mm. Okay. I've got a stripy t-shirt on. They were and, fucking uh, awful. That's that spot mm. was disgusting, man. They I've were been awful, there a lot and they had that times. classic. <laughs> they had that just... classic British spot thing of like you had the stairs. Then the flagstone before it and a, a little like, like a massive in, yeah awful man like a big like a big like kind of rail in the floor where you had to ollie before that then but the then stairs, didn't they, didn't they put like fences in it like what they did to the beige didn't they to try and kill it off before it got demolished they like fen- they put I've a got fence no in the idea. middle of it because that, there was a period I think that when got we destroyed were... that got destroyed after I left so I don't know but yeah like there maybe. was a period when it was like a hot spot like Mike Wright does some tricks on lost and found there like Grove and Sylvester did shit there a bunch of other people did tricks there anyway but yeah ben in Kundal. fact that's an interesting aspect about this video is that so much of that architecture's gone now there's so many spots on this that don't exist anymore yeah even crucible like crucible features massively mm. in it, obviously, and then like but that, that's li- that. That's that literally was every time I go back to Sheffield because it, it's it's usually not few and far between. I I I really want to go back as much as I can do, but every time I do go back, I'm like, shit, this is different. Mm. That's different. Yeah, and there's that because it's a weird way that I I mean I don't want to generalize, but it feels like. Northern councils and stuff like that, like go. Oh, we're going to do this now. We're going to like redevelop this bit of the town. They go and it's like because there's so much space there, and there's so much like real estate basically, 
And like a lot of it's been turned into flats and different bits and this and that. But then there's so many things that are just like fucking, you know, we'll just totally obliterate that and then start something else. And it's like, we'll just, and the the thing is, it's like the, there's like <laughs> like five years between projects. Or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. It gets to a point where you're kind of eating its own tail of like regeneration of a city center. And it's like, there's, there's so many things which have kind of come and gone in Sheffield city center. And, and from a skateboarding point of view, it's like, it has thrown up some interesting things in architecture, but also just been like, oh, it's just totally ruined loads of other stuff as well. Spots like the Walking Man. I yeah, don't know if yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there. And then like uh, the other, oh, the square that was the uh, the university building down there, which was like, which is in Through the Eyes of Ruby, which Bain skates quite a bit, which is um, a square there. I can't remember the square that it was called. I know what you mean. The, the, the like, blocks. Re- you had a backside flip off it over the thing. He did yeah. like switch yeah, yeah, back yeah. heel, front nose on it and stuff. Yeah, I know which one you mean. Baines escaped the, the the rail on the top of the ledge. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. They put like they put like bids in there to stop a skating. We skate They really don't stuff, like so, skating yeah. in Sheffield. They never have done. They fucking hate it, don't they? No, it's they like they Manchester hate it as well. it's in that way. A bit like Manchester in that way. Yeah, definitely. It's never been. In- uh, kind of embrace in that way, but we mentioned him, so we, we should go yeah. on to talk about. Well, Rob Branson, we need to speak about first because Ches has that. There's like that weird little interlude where he's riding around on the bike and Jonathan Richmond's oh, playing, the po- which is, yeah, the, the, yeah, the postman, interlude. which is obviously not on the YouTube. Actually, shout out fucking Matt Swift, Swift Blazer, for uploading all this shit and making it accessible to people. Big up to the people doing that, but Ransford. Is, was like the other guy, like sort of midway between like Shipman and you guys. It was like fucking amazing, but had the same kind of blue collar attitude that Scott Palmer had. It was just like, well, it's, skating. Yeah, yeah. it's skating, isn't it? I'm doing it for a laugh. It's a laugh. I don't want to get. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's got a good face. Yeah, he was always just someone who was there and like he moved from works up to Sheffield and. Chez was on the, I think he was on the post for a long time. And doing, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. We did a thing with him, got, didn't we, in the mag about him being exactly, a postman? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, uh, Rob got a job being a, a postman as well in the same bit, and, like, he lived with our friend Steve Blank, who was... I remember Blanky, me. yeah, good yeah. dude he was. A lovely, lovely guy, yeah, amazing. He was... He was an old school. He was from Retford and uh, like Bainesy and Rob and Carl were all from Andy Works Wells. Up, so. He was from Retford as well. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Piggy and all those dudes from Works Up. But Rob is is one of those people who I'd, I'd skate with him on like a you know like a daily basis. He was like one of my best mates there. Still is a best mate. If he mine. could be asked, he could have been as good as anyone else. But he just couldn't be asked. Could he? he was basically. But, well, it's not the, a question of couldn't be asked. It's just like it was never on his radar of what. He no, was that's doing. what I mean by couldn't be to, asked. It yeah, wasn't like a realistic yeah, aspiration for him. Well, just like just one of those things. Is like oh, you know, like you say, it's like skating was like what he did for fun, basically. So. And he was another guy who was like, he was a painter and decorator, still is a painter and decorator, but he worked for Workshop Council, you know? He did all those things, did all, you know, he was, you know, YTS since he was 16 or whatever, a proper grafter in those ways and like turned that, you know, to skateboarding as well and just like, and because Carl was like his best mate, he'd known Carl since he was, you know, 12 or something, ridiculous and like been like real good mates and growing up with him. And then Carl had this like massive trajectory of being like a pro 
they've been on a US company and all that stuff. And so he's, you know, like Rob's been everywhere in the world and just been like, been the same guy and just been like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like the, the stores mate who can do three sixty flip rock fakies on any ramp that you direct him. Exactly, at. yeah. <laughs> and it's like there's, there's there's footage of Rob, like you know, Rob went to Generation ninety seven when Carl was there. And was like, oh yeah, give me your fucking board, I'll have a go. And like three sixty flips the gap there, and just like yeah, gives it gives him his board back, and it's like you know, yeah, fucking whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and uh, yeah, but just you know. Uh, Rob's one of those guys who's just been there for all of that, but we, you know, it mm. will never speak of it and never be like. Well, that's why it's important to pick do himself up shit or... like this because we've now exactly, picked him up. yeah, yeah. Well, it 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 is because it's like you know he's someone who's been there and seen all all of this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. And been like, and then and, got back, and, gone back to work on Monday because that's real life. Exactly because yeah. that's what you do and that's real life. And, and even his intro in this. To this day, whenever I'm thinking, like, oh, times are getting a bit hard, finances are getting a bit tight, it'd be nice to be a postman. Have you seen how much of a laugh Rob Ransford has <laughs> through the eyes of Ruby? Yeah. <laughs> he's got his ball well, on his bike and he's just cycling around. I can tell you firsthand from what those guys told me about the post, it's not a good laugh. <laughs> it's getting up at half fucking four in the morning. That's a testament to, like, to Rob's, Rob's abilities, you know, that, exactly, like, he made yeah, it look completely. like it was an enjoyable uh, occupation. <laughs> yeah. But that was, like, part of that thing, that, and that's, again, bring, bringing it back to chairs and bringing it back, like, you know, his kind of, like, idea for that video. And, like, I remember finding, I remember talking to Baines. Baines was living in California, and uh, he was living at the Warner House or whatever, doing all that stuff while he was there. And like that video had just come out in a bit ago, and I was talking to him, and it was like, it was it was quite funny. It was like I was talking to him, and it was like, it was like I can't remember. It was like eleven in the morning there, and over there it was like half one in the morning or something like that. I was talking to Baines, and I was like, oh yeah, what is that? And and Baines was like talking to someone in the background. I was like, who are you talking to? He's like, oh, it's just some girl here. And and he said, oh, I'm talking to the guy who was on that video from Sheffield. And the girl went, the one on the bike? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one, doing the, the, one, the one that skates, the, jumps off the like, wall. I was like, no, no, the one on the other one. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, so man, like, this we, we, we should talk we about Mark, say, for sure. We should, but before we do that, we should point out that Chez has got some really good footage on this. Ch- Neil oh, yeah, yeah. Is a fucking oh. very good skateboarder with a really well, good style. He was style. The, one of the first people that well. rode for Sumo, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very like genuinely fucking yeah. a steezy really dude, good. you know what I mean? Oh, totally, yeah. Amazing style, amazing tricks, yeah. Yeah, and like entered like Radlands comps in the early days for yeah, Sumo. Yeah. And- oh, you know I saw something the, the other yeah. day as well. Um, I was looking through some mags the other day when I was... Um, uh, I was looking for video reviews. I was trying to find the video review for Through the Eyes of Ruby in the mag, and there was every issue. There was like a, a skate park check with it was pretty much the Sumo crew had gone to a yeah, different yeah, skate yeah. park, and <laughs> yeah, there was one much. with Ches doing a nose grind down like a like a shotgun rail in a park, and it was like Ches in his little jacket, and then you looked and it was literally <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that one. <laughs> it, was it was like on his ribs. Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Park. Anyway, sorry. Back to back to what you were saying. Well, actually, we're talking about skate parks, and that skate park. There's a lot of skate parks in this video, and the only one that still exists is the house. 
yeah. out of all of them. I spent fucking like 25 shout, years. I know. Shout out Rob and everyone involved at the house. I've been going there a lot recently. And it, man, that is a testament to the fact that skater owned is not just some like bullshit that people say. Like, that fucking skate park has been there for 25 years. And at some point they went, fuck it, we'll just build a pool out of concrete. And, like, nobody knew what they were doing. <laughs> like, Joe 90, Rob, whatever. And they fucking built one. Like, respect to them yeah, dudes. it's like, mental. I, I got well, a lot when of that skate that. park started, like, like you know, we, we, we go down there and they're, like... When it first started, they, they had, like, a... Uh, it was just that, the space that it is, but they had, like, the regular floor and they had the ramps. And, like, the floor there was fucked. Yeah, it's knackered, like, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. like, yeah. rough as fuck. And we were like, we go and skate there, and they, and they, do you know what? Like Rob and all those dudes, they, they were like, anybody who rides for the shop for sumo gets in for free the entire time. They were from day, literally day yeah, one. Yeah, from day one, like, they were fucking down. Yeah, right? yeah. they were like, yeah, you, you don't pay. Me, Rob, Baines, any of those dudes would go down there, be like, yeah, yeah, go in, skate as much as you want, go home again. And which was amazing, but we went down there. It was just like fucking those floors, are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, and like, and to be honest, like the the days of the the floor being like rough like that was not very long because they like they had wood it's floor. It's been wood floor, that. yeah, for as long as I can remember. For a long time, and like, and you know, it, and one of those things is like you know you just think fuck, you know, <laughs> and like, and to be honest, and to be honest, I'm, I'm gonna say like. To be honest, if the house wasn't there, I don't think I'd have had, like... I don't think I'd have been the skateboarder I was. No, no, absolutely. For that skate park. And that's, like... And that is a massive testament to what those dudes put in because I had somewhere where I could go and skate and I could, like, literally hone my skills. And, and like, for the first I'd... 15 years of it being open, like, now it's quite jazzy. Cutlery Works is there. There's all this, like, gentrification... I remember going there two, two, three years into it being open where there were, like, smackheads in the park, prostitutes in the car park, like, fucking Rob, like, wandering around with a hammer because people were trying to fucking rob him. Like, yeah. it was fucking gnarly, Neepsend. Is it oh, Neepsend? Totally, yeah. It is yeah, Neepsend. Callum Island, but, yeah, Neepsend, yeah. But it was fucking scary around there when they started doing yeah. it, man. Do you know what oh, I mean? completely, yeah. And a lesser, lesser men would have walked away from it and gone and got a normal job, but they didn't. Completely, yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like... But I literally, I I literally hone my skate park skills that, that, at that park. And it's like, because those dudes were like, yeah, you come skate here whenever you want. Mm-mm-mm. And it's like, I used to go and skate there. And to be honest as well, <laughs> another thing, it's like those dudes were learning to build a skate park when they built it. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. Just, yeah. And but they still, they would say that, that to you now. They were like, well, just fucking change shit. Is it shit? It's shit. We'll just change it to something else. It, it well, constantly but, evolves. But at the same time as well. It's still got a reaction way. banner and a shit skateboards banner up on the wall, though. And a casual skateboards banner as well. Yeah. The thing is as well, it's like, if it had been some perfect skate park, I don't know if I'd been able to adapt to some shit as well, because like that fucking, like even that that fun box that was there, was that the angles were fucking weird on it. And I learned, I learned how to ollie over that thing every time. Mm. And I learned how to, I even literally did it with my eyes shut loads Mm. of times. Mm. Like I used to shut my eyes and ollie over it. And 
it really like taught me how to skate stuff like that. And I'd go to a, I go to another skate park, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I fucking know how to do this because I've just put in fucking because hours down." Because I come from the like the mini Danny Way fucking jump. <laughs> exactly. Box. Yeah. yeah. I've got some stuff I need to. I've written down that I need to speak about on here. So, Baines, Bainesy. Um, Baines is nolly five forty. No, no, it's a nolly three sixty. In it, you're the, the five forty one. Isn't that in um, fucking no, the blueprint the, video? No, that's in this. Out of the corner. Oh yeah, and then you the, the switch hard flip on the quarter pipe at um, Royal Oak as well. Bolton, Bolton, yeah. Bolton does the. the a bolt no, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the 5.40, yeah. 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 Transition but Baines, isn't it? Rare, rarely seen. I've seen Baines skate a mini ramp, but he's, I've not seen him do a only 5.40. Me, me and you and Baines skated that spine ramp at Leeds, and we were we were shortling <laughs> about how he was struggling to do an axle stall, but then he'd just do a switch hard flip on the other side. Yeah, I'll do exactly, like a yeah. nolly front heel tail stall. Yeah. And you'd just be like, what? <laughs> What the fuck? But, uh, this, this was a lot of Bainsey mini ramp. He's because he skates the giant ramp on this, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got the line. Where... He fucking does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, Ches and, Ches and him went the the first days of uh, Mark going to be in America and kind of like trying to do that shit out there. He went out with Bet with with Ches and they stayed out there for a, a while. Yeah. Because there's a Which bunch of footage, like a random Billy Pepper trick in the middle of this fucking Sheffield <laughs> Billy video. Billy Pepper and like. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex Mole's got some footage in there of Bulala, I think. I mean, that well. makes sense, yeah. Bulala, Alex yeah. Mole, but Billy Pepper yeah. has fucking zero connection, is there, to anyone there? <laughs> but this was this was like the beginnings of Baines's brief New Deal period, wasn't it? So this is when he'd gone, left left Blueprint, and then was was on New Deal. Was this before Shipman was on New Deal? Yeah, well, I oh, Around yeah, the same was, kind yeah. of time, probably. Roughly, yeah, yeah. roughly. Yeah, I wonder if there was any connection there between Mark getting on and Shipman being on, or whether it was like too I mean, completely at, independent. At that point, New Deal was all over the place, wasn't it? So who knows? I think it was a, a, a random, a random enterprise at that point. Yeah. Do you know that line at the Crucible where he does the fake Yolly, fake nose grind, like the hard way, the blindside way? Yeah, yeah. I watched it again with headphones on, and I realised that in the background, someone's moaning. I've just spent hundred and fifteen quid on your car. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know for a fact when Ches was editing it, he would have been fucking fuming because he hated that, was, that shit. Didn't that he? was Dan Reese complaining about no, how, much, how much he spent on his rims for his Honda Civic at the time. Yes. <laughs> when we were making the first sidewalk video, me and Ches, he, he instituted a strict no yearing policy. Like you weren't oh. allowed to like say yeah until people had like ridden well, away this from is, shit. This now, is this something that been... comes back to. I, I nearly brought up earlier on with the lens video because it sounds like someone treads on a fucking cat when that guy does that fucking nolly heel flip. I have mm. to say, <laughs> but the amount of kind of like yeah, kind of like Mirko Urabi laps that people do <laughs> these days with with fucking you know when people land a trick these days, I. I personally find a bit much. I might cut this bit out. Self -congr no, no self-congratulation <laughs> is illegal, but Chez took it to a fucking new level of like, don't show any emotion because I can't edit it because... Well, but I like understood first, why. Go on. The f like, the first night that I met you, Joel, was... Um, we were in Sheffield and it was like a late one and Smithy had come up, got the train up when Chez was filming for Lost and Found and we went to that bank in Chesterfield... You know the bank in Chesterfield with the kerb on top and then you do the tricks over the kerb into the bank and off the drop and it's like in an industrial estate. 
And Smithy did switch front heel into it. No. My memory's fucking shocking. <laughs> but we, and... we were there for that. And like, it okay. Was, was I like, there? Were you, you were there, there. Me, you. Okay. Baines and our, Smithy had got the train up at like 11 o'clock and then we'd driven out to Chesterfield and lit it and we generated. I know it the must one you mean. The one where I lived and switched frontside 360 Ollie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Ollie I have Ta- no memory Ollie, of that. Don't Ollie take that time. personally. No, 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 no. I don't expect you to. But Ollie Tymon was there and Mike was trying something and Tymon was just like, fucking yeah, like getting really into it. And then Ches turns around to Mike and was like, don't let me explain to him. And then Mike was like, oh, Ollie, after someone's tried a trick, even if they don't land it, you need to leave it five seconds before saying anything. <laughs> because Ches doesn't want yeah. any of that. We'll get a stopwatch out, time and it. Honestly, yeah, it was he, might, yeah. Yeah. He, he nearly punched me when Irwin kicked flipped that double set in Leeds. Uh, it's on the sidewalk <laughs> video. And, like, I was filming and he was filming and we had generators and whatnot and it was a fucking nightmare. The spot's awful. And it was just a genuine... You know me, I'm fucking... I make some noise when something's good. And he was like, I'm, I'm really disappointed in you, man. Like, genuinely, <laughs> like... That's pretty much what he said. You know how it is. Just Can you not just fucking stop talking or stop cheering? <laughs> but it was... It's because of editing, isn't it? It's hard to edit if there's, like, whoa, at the end of it. Yeah, I get it, but... It's just unnecessary admin when you try to edit. I think you could like yeah, take yeah, someone yeah, cheering yeah, yeah. out. Oh, for fuck's sake! Here we On go. On the bench, but, yeah. he kick flips the fucking Stockwell wall in this, doesn't he? Who did that first? That can't be the first one. Somebody Bates must have done it. Kick the Stockwell wall. Yeah, does yeah, he? yeah. In his fucking park. Really? Yeah. Really? In some like like at all. Ronnie Craiger S or something like some big chunky S shoes. Yeah, it does. It just it floats over it, doesn't it? Super. Yeah, like and there's mellow. like there's no yeah. like slow or anything. Yeah. Well, no, but it's not yeah. the sort of thing you'd expect Mark to do, is it? You know what I mean? No. Like, but I was probably there for that. I can't even remember it. All. Yeah, but you That's were reserved. because you're in the fucking background. I think of the footage. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're probably like <laughs> no, yaring, yaring within the fucking ten second interlude where you're not allowed to. Do you know what? I remember that trip and I remember that thing and. <laughs> I could just park around the corner from there and got a parking ticket and was <laughs> so pissed off. Oh, man. <laughs> making, a vi- making a video with Neil was fucking priceless, man. It was, it was... I mean, you've done it and I've done it. It was next level, just... Well, this video, the, there's a... Not do you remember, but you've watched this video. So there's a, a trick in this video where I ollie on, like there's a rail that I grind. Mm. It's like a ollie on, then kind of like a around a square bit. Oh, yeah, down, you go around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, classic chairs. We went to that spot. It's like in Sheffield. And I was like, I want to grind around this thing. He's like, oh, all right then. Started oh, no. filming. <laughs> <laughs> I was started doing it and started like grinding around the thing. And he was like, and it got to a point he was just like, oh, you're not going to fucking make this. <laughs> like, you're not going to fucking do it. So just, <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the so best he's just you can like, do? He just, he just went, oh, I'm fucking, I'm fucking just sitting down now. That's it. And he just stopped filming. And I was carrying on doing it because I was in the zone of doing it. And I was like, and then I made it. And then he was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> he got pissed off. I was like, what are you pissed oh, off for? He's like, you're well, I fucking have got it now. So I go back and do it again. And do it. <laughs> Oh, but he was just like you. I can't remember. Just like yeah, you're fucking not doing this. And it's just like well, you know oh, what I mean. That's just what you want from the encouragement, Ooh, isn't it? Exactly. From the filmer. It's I mean, the, I think this the, this shows 
testament of that like time and like and you know, that point of being like a, you know a tape is 18 quid or whatever it's like I'm not fucking wasting footage on this shit flat bar could be earning 6 but quid yeah. an hour but I'm here filming you fucking about on this flat bar no, I filmed I, mean, uh, I filmed Grove Lipside one of those flat bars years ago and he was like when he lived in Sheffield, it was all about the heritage. It was all about everything. He had to wear his playing fields outfit, and if he was doing anything, it was like it was for through the eyes of Ruby or mixed media. When he did that lip side, it was like this one for Joel, this one for Joel, because you'd fifted the one above that goes around the corner. He was doing the next oh, one yeah, that came yeah. up straight. But yeah, that was proper. Like I'm doing this for fucking Joel, man. Let's go. <laughs> oh, which amused me. But um, yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for indulging my. Through the eyes of Ruby. So I suppose because the last thing is risk it. I suppose which is the last thing on our on our agenda tonight. Which Indeed, is, it is. Uh, it certainly yeah. is. Um, so should, I should probably introduce this because I forced this on you, didn't I? So well, okay. nineteen ninety, which is a, a firebrand year for skateboarding, really. This it's a very the, pivotal year for skateboarding. It's the year that a key transition period between the, kind of like the vert era and the street era. I think this it is, is the, but it, but there's more nuance than that. So it's okay. Vert, well, you can take it from here. Go for led, it the industry previous to this was led by vertical professionalism. So you, Christian Azoi's your Jeff Grosso's, your Jason Jesse's, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So 1990, the concept of, like, street skating being a thing become enshrined in the popular consciousness. But it was street skating in, like, a, a transition-influenced way. If you watch most of the street skating in this, it's like your Alan Petersons, your Tom Knox-type dudes, like the Eric Dresson ATV, so they'll have a street part, They'll have a mini ramp part. They'll have a vert part. So it's still... There's still the kind of accession into the pro ranks is predicated on you being able to do all the disciplines, basically. Um, And in two years on from this video, no one gave a fuck about anything that was on a curb. It was on the flat or it was on a curb. That was it. If it wasn't on that, it didn't fucking matter. But this was the point where... Skateboarding could have gone a different in a different direction at this point. Like, let's say skateboarding evolved away from vert and evolved into an ATV sort of mindset, which is what we've got now. That's what Grant Taylor represents, isn't it? It's like somebody who can 50 and handrail, 360 flips on stairs, do a fucking padless whatever on vert. So that is now reality, but there's like a brief window where that might have happened, but it didn't because EMB took over and World Industries got, you know, like, and it went it, it, it went much more towards kind of freestyling street terrain, if you want, rather than, like, all-terrain skating. So that's, that's why, for me, this video is important. And also, I feel like these Speedwheel videos don't really get enough props. They're kind of forgotten about because there's no like pro focusing them they were like a mondo video it was like everyone who got three wheels can have like a three trick part and then there's but you can see this it like it that like in risk it you know is an hour and 22 minutes long which like to to the current generation can you imagine telling some like a skater in 2023 that they're gonna have to sit down and watch an hour and i mean saying that supreme's blessed which came out a couple of years ago was like an hour and 24 
So that's, that's like only two because minutes. most of it was in slow mo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's there's probably like most 15... was people's shoes on the way out of the <laughs> shot. There's probably yeah. like fifteen times more skating in risk it than there was in blessed. Mm. But it's like you know the amount of dedication that you have to have to like sit down and watch an hour and twenty two minutes. But this is yeah. a really specific genre, isn't it? Because you've got mm. speed freaks, risk it, reason for living, and then that genre disappeared. This is like a wheel team video. And at that point, there were three or four brands making wheels. So if you were good at skateboarding, you were getting wheels from Santa Cruz Speed Wheels. And that's why in this video, you'll go like you'll have an Alan Peterson section that's like eight minutes long, and then you've got Dave Dave Donaldson. Dave Donaldson. Dave Donaldson. It's uh, just like he rides through. A, he, he like literally rides down a street, does a one eighty on statue. flat. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why it's it, that's why. It's it's like a face of the deaf or Mondo film or something. It's like everything that you could possibly fit under the umbrella of skateboarding is in this video, and you don't. I mean, it can't. This is it's, it's an interesting bookend, really, because we started on talking about lens, which is a video that has no like sort of preconceived concession to like what is allowed to be in a video. That's exactly what these speed wheel videos were. They're like everyone can be in it. It doesn't matter if you're fucking good or, like, all right or shit. Like, if you're getting free wheels, fling your footage in, in, man. It's you all good, you're in, yeah. Yeah, it's like Tony Roberts is coming to your town and mm. you've got a day to film your part and that That's part's going to be That's a good point, right? All the fucking clips. sections are filmed in a day. Some people yeah. film eight minutes, like Tom Knox. Some people film, like, Malba. Film like three <laughs> fucking tricks. Do you know what I mean? But this is the kind of this is the year which is literally the wheat from the fucking chaff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All like, these dudes. Who've this got is away the point with where career. the chop comes. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like you know, it's summed up by uh, by uh, uh, Neil Blenders in that I can't remember which video it is. He's it's nineteen nineteen. It's, it's time to get rid of the skeleton. It's time to clear out the skeleton. We'll talk about yeah. this another podcast. GNS footage. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like that is like the literally the the fucking short the, the fucking mm. short line of the. You know, the I should have put the, the uh, caveat at the beginning of this that we wanted to do Speed Freak, which was the first of the wheel uh, Speed Wheels videos, but because of YouTube copyright, all the music's taken off it, so it it's kind of hard to experience it as it was originally. Whereas this is is closer to what it was like when it came out. Um, Hang on a minute, what was I going to say? Tony Roberts. So, Real Skate Stories on Instagram and on YouTube is a guy called Tony Roberts who made Speed Freaks, Reason for Living, and this video called Risk It, and was like a, a, a kind of preeminent surf and skateboard videographer. Who so, he really... was the guy, let me just get this straight, the guy who's running that YouTube channel, Instagram channel, he made those videos. Yeah, 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 he was the filmer. Yeah. So, okay. Daniel Harold Sturr and Scott Dietrich earlier with the Wheels on, Wheels of Fire Streets on Fire got their props, but this dude nobody really talks about him, and he's obviously got all these tapes and he's he's clever enough to have like captured it all on Christ knows what format. Yeah, and he's, okay, he's well, just it's, it's testament that I've been skating since I was seven. You probably years never old heard his now. name, right? I'm now I'm now forty, nearly forty five. I've not heard that guy's name before. So, so if you were to go you onto know. YouTube now and you search Ron Allen, Danny Way, like any of these dudes... Neil Blender, just, all of it, yeah. Natus, 
like one of the top clips that you're going to find is real skate stories, and it'll be the raw clips from because he's got it all. This guy and he's got well, it all. I've, I've seen lots of those, but a lot of those footage things, things on real skate stories. It's like I didn't I know that was yesterday. Kind of point out. Twenty minutes know. of raw Neil Blender footage. It's like. That's like, fucking, that's like finding a Tom Penny 10-minute part from, like, 1995 that nobody knew about. And, like, props to this guy for, like, he hasn't lost the tapes, he hasn't smoked them or fucking whatever. And it's... That's... Yeah, that's why it, we should direct people towards his Instagram thing and his YouTube and, thing. And, and, and his YouTube, because, like, his YouTube's an absolute goldmine. It's got, like, all of... Like, every section from Risk It... He's got the raw files from that, and it's like you know, it might be an hour of Danny Way, like Danny Way's part, when he's just like, "Yeah, man, went to his house, and then it was like, what we're we gonna film, and he's like, well, let's get my motorbike out, and there's like ten minutes of him just like putting fucking petrol in his bike and then taking his bike out, you know." But like, when I was watching, when I was no watching Risk It on, on, yeah, when I was watching Risk It on that on that same channel, it was like the things that come up, like the suggested footage or whatever. It's like every footage. Every section that came was like suggested thing was like raw footage. Alan Peterson, this that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell! But nobody's and been I've pimping wa- it. I haven't seen this on no. Thrasher. I haven't seen it anywhere. It's like this dude is doing it because he knows that it's important historically, which is why it's good that I mean the fucking eight people that are going to listen to this shit. But still, not not eight, but ten people, whatever it is. <laughs> Might At least not... 500. Okay, yeah, well, there you go. Different. Well, they might not know that this shit exists and it's really yeah, yeah, yeah. important. Like, yeah, imagine yeah. like 20 years ago, Joel, if somebody went, oh, there's like 10 minutes of Natas Cowper's footage that you haven't seen. You'd be like, what the fuck? But we've had to Dude, wait. We'll have to shoot to fucking get yeah, exactly. it. Yeah. But we've had to wait 30 years to see it, but then nobody's shouting yeah. about it. But yeah. But that is, a, that is the thing. It's is all it, there. Intre- Interesting thing, because when I was watching Risk It today for prep for this podcast, it's like I was thinking about the videos. That, so 1990, I was 12, and I was the, the I the videos that I saw to that point were a lot of the time power videos, and also I think it's interesting and this. Uh, without getting too fucking old man shouts in the fucking sky about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the the way we saw stuff back then was literally, you'd either go to a skate shop and watch a skate video or you'd go around someone's house who would a skate video and you'd watch it. And that would be the, the, the how you'd see stuff. So consequently, you know, you, 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 You'd also go around if someone was lucky enough to have a escape video and b two VCR recorders. You get a copy of something. So, you know, you, the, the, consequently, the the videos that I watched over and over again were a of quite a, a a narrow view of some skate videos that were out that at that time. And Risk It was not one of them. So I didn't know this video very well. Consequently, is what I'm coming back to. The copied videos that I had at the time were like H Street videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. like not new H Street video. But there's uh, a lot of H Street dudes like on this. It's like exactly the, yes. the stuff that didn't get used for Hocus Pocus or whatever. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. So the crossover that you would probably see these days with if you were a fan of Ocean Howl, if you had an Instagram account now, you would see all this footage all meld- melded together. 
from whatever was being filmed at the time because that's the way that culture works now. But at the time, it was like you're only seeing this through this narrow little gap of what was available to you. But it's such so a like, that crazy was... like smorgasbord of skateboarding, this video. That's, yes. To me, and that's... that's why it's really important. So sure. there's everything But that's the insane thing. I suppose coming back to the thing that I was saying is like, it's insane that I was a fan of these people, but I never saw this footage. But you didn't see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So that's what I suppose I'm saying about this time is like... Which is why only... I picked it, because I feel like it's a yes. forgotten a, a yes. gem of a video. I mean, exactly. probably... If it's I, a goldmine of really stuff. Really, Speed Freaks is the forgotten gem of the Speed Wheels sort of triumvirate, or whatever the word is, for three things. But because the set of the music's fucked up on that, we've moved past it. But So for me... The th three or four, like, really important video parts on this would be the Ocean Howell one, the Marcus Wyndham part, the Tim Jackson part, and then the Danny Way part at the end. So the Marcus Wyndham, for those people who don't know him, because he didn't have a, a big time in skateboarding, he was never really a big pro, he was at the end of Hocus Pocus, which was the second hate sheet video, which basically enshrined... Matt Ensley and street skating as like the new thing. And there was a, like a little bit and it said, this is Marcus. You may not know him now, but you will do someday. And then he did a fucking 180 nose grind down a handrail, which was like inconceivable at that time. And then a pop shove it 5-0 down a handrail. It was like fucking looking through a telescope 20 years into the future. He didn't even know what his last name was. He wasn't sponsored. Like what? Who the fuck is this dude? And then he was on. He ended up on planet Earth a couple of years later. But this, the part on this was like the nearest to like a full part that he ever had, and he was still like this weird, like mysterious guy. You didn't really know if he was sponsored or whatever. And this, like, there's some. He does a fucking backside one eighty tail grab nose grind down a handrail in this part, and it's thirty three fucking years ago. And there's like a back backside 180 nose bump, backside nollie big spin over a bench. And I remember I can re I bought this on D on C uh, VHS for like 30 quid or something. And I can vividly remember watching it. There's really, you didn't have fucking slow-mo on VHS. And I had no fucking idea what was happening. I was quite like tech-orientated as a young kid. I wanted to... I just, that was all I was interested in. I wasn't interested in. There's a fucking switch board slide on this and it's just chucked in the section before switch even really fucking existed by some dude who you didn't even know what his last name was. And it's like burned into my memory. It's like the same as the Ocean Owl thing, which as Rai rightly said, Ocean Owl was apparently was quite badly injured at this point, which is why mm. it's his in inverted really, really short, not that yeah. good. Even the, but they're doing like combo, like backside nose grind to back lip to 5 or 180 out on curbs when. Impossible like, 5 0 down a handrail. It's yeah, like, it's like, what, yeah. what it's the fuck is going yeah. on? It, it was literally like looking into the fucking TARDIS and seeing what was going to happen. Like, in, like, with the rest of the video, it's people trying to show how versatile they are. So you've got mm. like your Tom Noxes that can skate curbs, skate mini, skate vert. Whereas like Ocean Howell's part was like. I'm only skating street. He's doing big spin flips over hips. Yeah. Like, at that point, honestly, that chick didn't even know what to call it. It's like, what's he... It's like a 360 flip, but he's turned round backside. 
It was like, it's kind of, it's hard to even contextualise that in today's skateboarding when everything's got a name and everything is is comprehensible. But at that point, it was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what this is. Like, what is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, like talking about it was just Ocean ch- Howells, talking about Ocean Howells part, can we take a detour with the eclipse for a second? You're aware of the eclipse? The the band that did the, the oh that the, made the, the, the tune for his whisper part. that one yeah and the tune for Marcus's part as well and for years there was conversations online about like this band like where can I find this dude's records blah 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 and then when he did he did his Chrome Ball incident interview and he was like there was he was asked like what was the deal with the eclipse and he was like oh it was just my friends that I went to school with and they recorded mm. some tunes in the garage. And I had a tape, and then I gave the tape to, to, to the dude <laughs> who was making Roberts. a video. And he used a couple of the tracks on the video, and that, that was it. But then, like... I still I mean, know I guess, that entire song. I could sing it. Now, I'm not gonna, but I could do it's it. Like, it's like faux, like, <laughs> Manchester, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like jangly 1980s, like, Smiths But that's the interesting thing about like, how culture worked back then, is because it's like, oh, you know, like, I'm doing this. I've got some friends who are doing that. You know, I was on a skateboarding thing or, you know, my friends are a, a band or whatever. And it's like, that's how those things came together. And it's like... Well, Pontus like, Alve is clever in the fact that he's, he's gone into this this mysteria of videos. Like, The Cry. I've, it's on the record player behind me. I bought it on yellow vinyl. You know, um, I can't I can't remember the name. It's used on the Polar videos and then... Ville Vesta's track, the Treason track, is off mm. the video that came out after this, the Speed's Wheel video called Reason for Living. And they're all these, like, naked Reagan, like, really obscure... Like Rai says, just, like, some dude making some music that ended up on a VHS tape that got copied hundreds of thousands of times by skateboarders and was ended up being, like, enshrined in, like, a collective unconscious that we can all remember, but isn't celebrated. Like, nobody's... Maybe like Cromball does, but nobody else talks about this kind of. You know what I mean? Like that that Ocean Owl part, that Marcus Wyndham part, fucking set the agenda for the future, and it's just forgotten about because it got dissolved into like questionable and all that other shit that came after that. that well, the thing is, it's like this is nineteen ninety, and then it's like the next year is ninety one, which is video days. That's mm. like the massive. The massive fucking watermark for Mm-mm. especially street, especially street games like that's that's like year zero basically. Yeah, yeah, game. yeah. But the the fucking footprints of what would come in ninety one is here completely. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but but completely. But that's the interesting thing about me watching this video today. Literally today, as the, the day before we've we, we've 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 recorded this, it's like I was thinking shit. This is happening then. It's like, oh, that guy's doing like a backside, you know, Marcus Wendham's doing the backside nose bunk, big spin out. Yeah, 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 yeah. On yeah. a fucking Which is, bench. You could literally do that today and put it yes. on Instagram and everyone would shit themselves. Yeah. In the same, you know, if it was the same style wise and all the rest of it. Well, it's even like, the well, fucking, we're going back to talking about the outfits again. He's got sh- shorts and a t shirt, so it's obviously boiling. And then he's got like a fucking Polar Explorer beanie on. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a fit going. There's like he's 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 
making a statement like about his what he's wearing. Ocean Owl's got that weird like fucking Andy's Safari Adventure hat on in his section. <laughs> Let's not forget as well that this has got Cara Beth Burnside's part on yeah, it, which is yeah, probably yeah. the first solo female skate section ever. And it's not short either. It's like a minute and a half long, isn't it? Yeah, she's got a bunch of stuff on the midi and then some lines on the vert as well. It's like that was that was the first ever solo female skate section. I'll tell you what else I've, I made a, a note of. Everyone's wearing airwalks in this video because that was a predominant skate shoe company of the time, along with Vans, but I guess airwalk was the... No one's cutting them down. One year later, everyone's wearing airwalks and they've cut the tops off or they've cut... You know what I mean? Like, it is this this moment of, like a transition from one thing to another thing, and it's like this liminal space between that and that. It's why it's like, it's really fucking, it's like a crucible of the future, kind of, if you know what I mean. But it's like, but that's the way that culture works, and especially skateboarding culture is like, it is, you know, there's, there's certain aspects of certain things which are massively relevant at some point, and like, it can be, you know, De- you know, months, days between certain things being relevant and not being relevant. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you mentioned and this the- earlier with like ninety two, ninety three. It's like yes. the dick, the diktats came from, I guess, San Francisco at the time. That yeah. shit's whack. That's done. This is the new yes. thing. Yeah, and that's like the way. But the, it's like the way that skateboarding had to kind of reinvent itself. I remember Jake Phelps talking about this. He's, he talked about the kind of small wheel period. And it's, it's like skateboarding had to go really small and like tight in the kind of like that kind of Rodnig New Deal era of like pressure flip, double flip, this, that, and the other before it could get big again. And it's like, it has to work through these things. Consequently, it's like, it's it's interesting seeing these kind of seminal bits of stuff which i think that this video is it's like you can see the points that that as a when you're far away from it you can see the points that these things are but then skateboarding had to go through all these other things before it came out the other side to then reference those other things again back to this point so i had to almost kind of go through that emb then after the emb bit into the kind of ron nig 93 Everything and then you got the, again. the stereo video. It was all about doing easy stuff, but doing it really well. And yeah, 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 yeah. I told was yeah, letting yeah. go of all of those yeah. things. So it almost had to embrace those things before I had to let them go again. But so, then, on the yes, on the flip side of what you're talking about with this video, yes. then you've got the fucking Tim Jackson section, which fits into no fucking category, has never been repeated is like the standalone, unique, what the fuck is this video about? Riding up, riding up walls. Yeah. So mental, the story man. I've been told, right, I don't know if this is true, but he'd been in prison, which meant that he'd done like a shitload of like weightlifting, yeah? Which Got meant his that upper he was body like strength going. super yeah. powerful upper body guy. So that meant that he had this, like this genre of like hand down wall ride shit that just just it, it's like a fucking genre of skateboarding that existed for him and then that was it like that is hands down the most unique video part that's ever been filmed and will ever be filmed 
Right. A few years ago, they had Downtown Showdown, the Vans thing in Amsterdam. A few, I say a few years ago. Fucking 12 years ago or whatever. And uh, a few people had to go up and talk about video parts and whatnot. And Jeff Rowley went and talked about this one in front of, like, a shitload, like, loads of people. And basically talked about how, like, watching this for the first time was like this, like, what what's he doing? Like, he like, like puts his hand on a wall, rides up the wall does a blunt slide on the top of the wall, high-fives a drug dealer, and then rides down the <laughs> other... It's like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, what is this? And he, uh, talking about that particular trick, in that trick where he rides up the wall and goes to blunt slide and then rides down the other side of the wall, the guy that he high-fives has got a sweatshirt with Indica Posse written on the back. And Frosty, who we all know, Robert Frost... Went and got these sweatshirts. OBE, yes. Indeed. Went and got sweatshirts made based on that dude that high-fives Tim Jackson with Indica Posse written on the back. I bought one for 30 quid. <laughs> he made a bunch of them, and that, that's how deep the fucking influence of this, like, two-minute collection of, like, random footage of some, like, ex-con riding around Venice Beach has had... Some dude from Preston, 30 years later, has gone to the effort of buying a lot of sweatshirts and getting some shit, like, screened on the... Like, I don't... Even if it, well, you don't want to listen to what we're saying about why it's important, that's why this fucking video's important. Yeah. And when, like, we did a thing with questions in the mag a couple of issues ago, and he tried to replicate a handful of... Stuff, uh, a handful of tricks that he'd seen Tim Jackson do, like the like, wall wall rides are laid back blunt and that sort of stuff. And when we put the, I put a photo on Instagram and put the caption was a quote that he'd said about Tim Jackson in the interview. And then Tony Roberts commented on it saying, no way, I made Risk It and I filmed Tim Jackson do all of this stuff. That's mental. <laughs> but how sick's that? Like how but pure yeah, like, and innocent is that? Just like he's still fucking hyped that thirty. So in twenty twenty three, yeah, like, like. But this, but this is the definition of culture, isn't it? It's like yeah, this is the definition this is it. of this is like, like yeah, the the fucking I don't know the first fall album or whatever. Like pick cinema or music or whatever. Like this dude was not celebrated at the time. Fuck knows where he is now. He probably made no money out of it. But 33 years later, we are still talking about how some 40-year-old guy who lives in Preston has made a jumper based on a fucking video part for a dude that wasn't probably even sponsored. He was just like, you've had two sets of wheels, film some shit. Like, that's probably what it was. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then, but then again, this comes full back to, like, the lens video. And it's like all of this stuff gets reinterpreted through a well quite literally through a lens but you know <laughs> nice, like it. through a lens through a lens coming three. back to coming back to like you know the the reinterpretation of all of this cultural stuff which is so rich and i think that's the thing which is like where skateboarding is different from like football or anything like that and it's like i'm not saying those things aren't culturally rich because they are in the different ways but I do think skateboarding has lots of different facets to it, which may be other aspects of physical it's activity. It's, or... it's not predicated on success or financial yes. achievement in the same way. 
like Tim Jackson is as important in his own way as Tom Penny. And Tim Jackson never had a pro board, he never had a pro shoe, he never did anything. But nearly 40 years later, that video part will still fuck people's heads up if, when they watch yeah, it. Yeah, completely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, you know, a lot of the thing is to do with the time and it's like, you know, maybe... I suppose it's... I always think about, you know... Because I... <laughs> The last thing I want this thing is with like, you know, a load of old blokes going, oh yeah, fucking in my day, whatever. I no, hate we're not saying that, that. We're not saying that. <laughs> to, I'm, I'm it wasn't totally my not day. I was that. like yeah. three. It wasn't even fucking exactly. Day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But exactly. Can, like, but it's like, I but if you can, if you can see one reference point, you can see another reference point. You can see another reference point. It's like you can see the 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 importance of whatever we're talking about or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. anybody's talking about. Well, to take it back to your analogy, if you talk about football, right, I don't know anything about football, but I can watch footage of Pele or what's his name, fucking Argentinian guy played for Barcelona and still, like, understand that it's... No, not Maradona, the, the more recent one who won the World Cup. He's just retired. You know what I mean. He's got a funny face. Yeah. And I can still appreciate, like, the the skill and the beauty of the movement and everything without having to give a fuck about, I don't know what team they play for, or I don't even know what the name is. Literally, I don't, can't remember what they're called. But skateboarding has like evolved into like, it exists like that now for people that don't do it. And people that don't do it need to watch fucking Tim Jackson and buy an Indica Posse sweatshirt or Frosty, for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? With transcending genre is a really good, like maybe like a kind of catchphrase for this whole podcast, really, because that's kind of what we've been talking about, isn't it? It's like ignoring the consensus agreed rules about what is and isn't good or what's to high performance or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, completely. That's what, and, and to me, that's what makes skateboarding interesting as somebody who's been doing it but for I think fucking 40 years. That is the difference between skateboarding and other uh, things like sport, I suppose. Because all those sport things can be quantifiable. They can be like, this guy scored this many goals, this team scored this many goals, they did this, they were the champions of this league. Well, whereas in our world, Yuta Horigoma, Horigoma might have won the gold medal, but fucking Tim Jackson can high-five a fucking drug dealer. It's like, and they're both of equal value, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so we should probably discuss... Danny Way's like end apart, really, shouldn't we? A little well, bit. What a little shit. Proper mm. altered little shit, isn't he? And he's skating. He's skating his blind board, isn't he? Which came yeah. out for like 10 minutes and then he fucked it off and went to ride for uh, Plan B. Um, <laughs> I so think I'm we should assume... probably discuss Tony Farmer before we discuss. Oh, Tony <laughs> Farmer, go on, right. <laughs> Yeah, mind you. <laughs> I didn't get to this bit of the video. I oh, got like about 45 minutes in, but yeah. T Tony Farmer's enthusiasm for skateboarding is unparalleled. Is he the guy who breaks all the beer bottles? Is, is the that guy Tony that, Farmer? That, he breaks into his mate's house and then he's like, yeah, wakes yeah, him yeah, up and he's in bed with his missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his missus is in bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yo, everyone else is skating. It's two in the afternoon, dude. What are you doing? And then it pans out to his bowl and people are just skating. And then Tony yeah, Farmer skates for about two minutes. he clearly lives in that house, doesn't he, with the pool? <laughs> yeah, which is fucking... fucking... <laughs> I remember watching this as a kid, like, and, like, not, like, 
understanding how sick Pulse skating was because I didn't associate it with like it's transition street skating basically isn't it it's shit that's not meant to be skated there's loads of like mental pool skating in this but as like a I was 17 I think when this came out and all I wanted to do was like do fucking flip tricks and be like natter so I just wasn't interested in it but watching it again the other day like Eric Juden fucking Salba people skating unskatable shit and there's quite a lot of footage of like people going yeah you shouldn't be in here in, in fact we've not Colby discussed Carter's Colby fucking Carter. section oh my god his entire part isn't it like he's it's literally people telling you he's going to get arrested you're going to get arrested but you've got to think about it like, like you don't have to appreciate it from the point of view of the people that are kicking them out of the spots but this is probably the first time that a lot of these people have encountered like skateboarded in a street environment and <laughs> what, what the fuck are you doing and he's like, you know what un- I mean? he's uncelebrated that dude. And mm. there's some like crazy shit in that. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, like a big guy whole... when we were kids, right, Joel? He was like a, a big pro oh, for a massive. couple of years. But also, Eric, oh, you said Eric Juden as well. He had mm. a sick part in the fucking Planet Earth video. He that did in the Planet Earth video. Really yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Some serious fucking Maydays mm. in those. Massive Awful pools. square pools with like, where if you slammed, you were just going to knock yourself the fuck out. Square pools with massive swastikas on the bottom yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like badly drawn swazzies and like trying yeah. not to knock yourself Ugh. out. I put down, I put down Ron Allen ruling, telling kids to stay in school. Yeah, I that, that was oh, really good. Well. Really good. Yeah. yeah, that's so really good. good. Ron Allen was my. We, we've, we've talked about double flips on here before, and I think Ron Allen might be the first person to have a double flip on video in the previous I guess it would have been Shackle Me Not Hate Street video but he does one in this one as well and another then, one we'll uh, have to do at some point is a live video because that fucking video is well he's got a live t-shirt on yeah. he's skating the yeah, he does, yeah yeah we'll do Soldier Story uh, next time because that is oh Jesus yeah. so such good. a good I've got video the of that down there, just the music too. alone is like fucking well, it's, and that's, a lot of it is from uh, his band on, yeah. isn't it yeah I've truly enjoyed it, Joel and Rye. I've, I've really, really liked doing these. Well, we should and do this again, definitely. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Right. All right. Oh, pleasure well, being on, lads. Good night, Speak everyone. Take care. Thanks to Ben and Rye for being my guests again on this episode. Uh, you can find out more about them by following the links in this podcast description. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening by searching for the Skate Creative Podcast. And if you have time, please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It helps the podcast be more visible and reach more listeners. You can follow us at the Skate Creative Podcast on Instagram for more information on up-and-coming guests and episodes. And if you have been, thanks for listening. And I'll be back in two weeks' time with another video review episode, I think, with some more special guests. I do hope you can join me then. Thanks for listening.